22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Can we get a round of applause? Can you hit the round of applause button? Applause, applause, there it is. Yes, and what is that applause for? I think it's the first time in three podcasts that Ralph the Tech didn't fuck up the intro. Wow. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm just shocked. I, I didn't realize that we had canned applause. I thought those were really people applauding all that time. <laughs> My apartment's not that big. Uh, uh, excuse me, Cap the Tech. <laughs> uh, hey, all I'm easy. Well, hey, hey, first time we got Mike saying, oh, shoot, and then it starts. The second time goes right into my intro. How am I going to write a monologue and nobody hears it? If they're lucky, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another scintillating episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 41. I am one of your hosts, The Cap, here with the guy who always critiques, and very nicely, I might add, Mike the Finance Guy. Thou scandalous, motley-minded flax wench. Oh, fuck, he's doing that fucking Shakespeare <laughs> thing again. I'm... I, Hey, hey look, once we get classier insults in the public, I think the world will be a nicer place. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy who probably can spell what um, <laughs> Mike said, RT Square, Ralph the Tech. I am grouped. Really? <laughs> uh, oh, I just insulted Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Only nerds would get that. And of course, as one of our guests for today, our return guest, the Jack Bauer loving, Batman hugging, Big Kev. Where is the trigger? <laughs> <laughs> that could apply to both Batman and Jack Bauer, huh? That's why I made that selection. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what be funny? What if Jack Bauer was Batman? What makes you think he isn't? <laughs> I'd proceed to enter the next plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say, eh, and there it went. <laughs> Life's complete. Oh. <laughs> Let's start making life complete for everybody else in the audience. Let's go to some quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kai. Yay, quick news. That means I get to talk. <laughs> <laughs> when don't you get a chance to talk? I don't think you've missed an episode. I have not. I'm very responsible to this podcast, unlike some people. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, I need to go work on my tan. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but of course, without without the cap, there's no Meanwhile 22 Pages Later. See how that went down? We've had it. It's just, it's it just wasn't as good. No, it's much more <laughs> fun. We talked about Doctor Who. I mean, we lost half our audience. We spent all year trying to get them back. <laughs> that, without that, the tech, <laughs> there is no Meanwhile 22 Pages Later. That's right. Saying. I agree with the Dominican. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Two Dominicans in a room. <laughs> it's going to be a fight. And together, and together no green cards. <laughs> Corre la migra. <laughs> All right, so Mike, some quick news. Bring All right, it on us, bro. let's see what we got. Face Value Comics is a little-known publisher that has reached out to a little-understood community. Uh, creator Dave Cott and illustrator Sky Owens have produced the first superheroes with autism. Each of the characters has a basis in a different clinic diagnostic criteria for autism, and the stories uh, showcase Michael and others going through troubling situations that people with autism face in real life. Because those with the disorder often lack sufficient eye contact, they can miss subtle social cues. Therefore, the characters are drawn with vivid social, um, sorry, vivid facial expressions, which serve as a type of playback for those with, uh, that struggle with that. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I, I think like it's really that. a great idea. I think it's up to its third uh, issue now. What's that? that, that, that um, I do not know the name of it. I was reading about it, but I also didn't, the, the article I was reading or the articles I was reading about it didn't tell me what the characters do. Wow. I thought that was very interesting that they weren't that specific. 
Well, I think they, 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 they're they trying to get people intrigued. Right. And then, you know, have them buy the comics and not spoil anything and kind of get them to, to buy. So Ralph didn't write the article you're saying? <laughs> by Ralph? No. They don't, they don't Maybe tense. it was my alter ego. <laughs> no. Not spoiler Ralph. I don't think there is one. <laughs> what what I'll say is shout out to that group. That is fantastic. I think that's great. And I have a couple of family members who... Um, you know, deal with autism. So, you know, and they're high functioning, but still they deal with it. So to, for that community to be represented finally, that's really good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a great piece. All right. Um, okay. Uh, even though absolutely no one seriously demanded it, there is confirmation that Warner Brothers TV has contracted Greg Berlanti of CW Arrow and Flash and Ali Adler of No Ordinary Family to create a pilot for Supergirl. What? Yeah. <laughs> although, although no name has been set for the project, it most likely will be named will not be named Supergirl. Throwabout suggestions have included Super or simply Girl. <laughs> Believe it or no. not, that's, isn't that insane? Um, news of this possible series would run with DC Entertainment's and Warner Brothers' very ambitious 2014 season, which includes Arrow, Flash, Gotham, Constantine, and I Zombie. All right. You know, All right. But I just. Lame on the title. Lame. I call lame. We, I, you call bullshit, I call lame. I got a name. Kalel's hot cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the other name. Well, we're not really that related. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hillbilly version. Sells well in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, man. And now we apologize to all the West Virginians listening to the podcast. Oh, like they have time between screwing their own family Like members. they have electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Big Kev doesn't apologize to them. <laughs> so, anyway. anyway. Speaking of CW's Arrow. All right. This is just like the endless cast of Arrow. Oh, God, um, yeah. Guess who's stepping out of the pit and onto the set? Matt Nabel... Riddick's boss, Johns, for anybody out there that watches Riddick. Patrick, you're the <laughs> only person I know that watches Riddick. Uh, correction. <laughs> oh, God, another yeah, one? Yeah, I've seen Ke- it, too. Kev watches Riddick. Oh, See, Christ. you're getting outnumbered by the second. Oh, this <laughs> just sucks. All right, but uh, Matt Nabel has been cast to play Rachel Ghoul, the master of oh. I'm Not Dead Yet, will make his debut in season three's fourth episode entitled The Magician. CW provided the character's TV description as, quote, Proud and unforgiving, uh, Rage is a, ruth- a ruthless strategist, a master of martial arts, and a shaper of history. He carries the wisdom of the ages and protects some of its greatest secrets. End quote. Uh, Rage was created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams in the famous Batman number. Anybody? Anybody? No. No. Uh, 232. <laughs> I stopped uh, trying. <laughs> back in 1971. Guess. That was your guess? That I knew it was. was. You had 232 written on your head, forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that was the number the police gave you when they arrested you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and maybe if you're wondering if Arrow has room for another DC villain to join the TV show's cast of millions, sure they do. Uh, <laughs> Amy Gumenic will play the lethal Cupid in episode four as well. Amy Gumenic is best known to Supernatural fans as the young Mary Winchester. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, because yeah, when I heard her name, I was like, who? Oh, now I know who she is. <laughs> you told me where she's from, and, I, and I'm so like, who? <laughs> you, need, you, need to, you need to get in more. Not out more, in more. <laughs> but meanwhile, he watches Riddick, and you're not happy with that? <laughs> Jeez, nobody's happy with that. You got outnumbered by three more listeners right now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Ralph doesn't listen. He never, he, he never listened. I'm sorry, you said something, Mike? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. A good movie's not on. Otherwise, Ralph would be done. That's <laughs> because Mike is blocking the TV. Well done. We got to do that more often, exactly. Mike. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to have great sound, and we'll hear the intro. Go ahead. <laughs> so sticking with CW. Fuck you. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Told off by yourself. <laughs> That, is that me, by the way? Yeah, yeah that is you. That's me? Yeah, yeah that was one time. That all, you said, all this time, I, wow. You never realized that? No. <laughs> I was like, wow, it kind of sounds like me. <laughs> it kind of sounds. What, you think it was Kev okay. doing you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, it's not enough stutter. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> so sticking with CW, the worst Dracula in the worst Blade movie is about to get all no, fired up. No, Dominic Purcell, Prison Break, and John Doe will play villain Heatwave in the 10th episode of the upcoming Flash series. I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. But faster than you can say, pneumonal ultramicroscopic silicofacanoconiosis, you'll be chilled by another Prison Break favorite with Wentworth Miller debuting as Captain Cold in episode number four. That's right. I heard about the Captain Cold yeah. thing. So that'll be pretty cool. I like both of those guys. So in the leaked episode, who was that? I didn't watch it. Oh. It was Weathermaster. But yeah, I know the Weathermaster is the first villain. Uh, Weather Wizard. Weather, yeah, Weather Wizard. If, if you, if you, if for those who haven't listened to the other um, podcasts, MFG has made an emphatic claim that he can be very patient. So even though these episodes are leaked, he will not watch. MFG's that guy <laughs> that when you have him in a rear naked choke, he just won't tap out of principle. He'd rather pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where this is going. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. Love you, bro. <laughs> No, no, not, not that they ever put Steven in a rear naked choke or anything. I'm like, what the hell? Is he in a hospital now? <laughs> no, no, Shout no, no, out. No. Hope you're coming out of that coma. <laughs> no, 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 no. He just loves, he loves, um, what do you call it? MMA. He's the one who got me into it. When, yeah. we, when we were living together here, um, he would have it on. Like, what's this freaking, you know, man on man bullshit? And after a while, I'm like, yo, this shit is awesome. So, like, I'd watch it and watch it. And, like, he got me really into it. So, I always give him a shout out. So, when you say rear naked choke, I'm like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> I bet you probably saw the TV. You saw, oh, men groping each other. Is it wrestling? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> right. Okay, for those who, who weren't, oh no, we didn't even have it on the podcast, but yeah, Ralph's got this thing about insulting me and Kevin's love for um, wrestling. But you know that somebody else who likes wrestling, who? Gigi. Oh. And she'll hit you with a chair. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> <Blood>! Motherfucker! <laughs> it's a good thing I'm quick. Qu- quick or what? <laughs> I'll leave that up to your imagination. Fool, you can't even push the buttons quick enough. <laughs> oh, oh. Wow. What you got there? Oh, no. Make sure you put the volume up on that, by the way. It is up. Right, just making sure. Um, <laughs> all right, MFG, what else you got? Okay. All right. Stop freaking out about what, uh, when I was going to mention this. You all knew it was going in the news. So... WWE's Dwayne The Rock Johnson will yes. portray DC villain slash anti-hero Black Adam, a.k.a. Teth Adam, or Theo Adam, for all you reincarnated hoes at home. Uh, <laughs> a quote from Variety Sources says that the character is, quote, more of an anti-hero trying to clear his name than a villain, end quote. Uh, the film still has no official release date and also no Captain Marvel slash Shazam, uh, though it's rumored still for July 2016. New Line, New Line Cinema president Toby Emmerich has said that the film will have a feel unto its own, and there is no clear indication of whether it will share a universe with Jack Snyder's BVS DG, DOJ. But for all of you that worried about who's handling the script, it will be written by Darren Lemke, who previously scripted Jack the Giant Slayer. <coughs> <laughs> Alrighty, quiz time here. And I know where this answer is going anyhow. We know that Shazam... Our Captain Marvel. We know yes. that he is Solomon, Hercules, uh, what is it, Achilles, Zeus, Atlas, and Mercury. Who's Black Adams? Shazam. Wow. What? They're not the same. Wow. I, I, wow. 
good question. I said, wow, four times. You could tell I'm stumped. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to get this. I mean, these are just obscure names, but I, I just toss I, it out there. I didn't even stutter. <laughs> That's how stumped I am. I'm like, whoa, I don't even fucking know. So Black Adam Shazam is Shu for stamina, Hershef for strength, Amun for power, oh. Zehuti for um, Toth. It's also named for Toth for wisdom, Ampu for speed, and Mentu for courage. All the Egyptian gods. Yep, exactly. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah, they, that goes with his characters. They, uh, they, they don't use that as much. They don't really throw that out there. Well, much. yeah, I mean, it's just said that it's Shazam. I mean, it's still the wizard that gave him the power, but he, I guess the wizard himself calls on different gods to foster that power. I guess that was right. their idea. So yeah. the wizard gets around. Okay, yeah, pretty cool. much. You know, if they mention that more, I think more grown-ups would gravitate to it than kids because it's like Shazam, and you, know, you think, oh, you dismiss it like you know, right. subconsciously. You think, oh, it's a kid, whatever, Shazam, get the fuck right. out of here, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, that's very true. I agree. I mean, that, that, I mean, if when you bring that stuff into the mythos or bring that stuff up, you know, as part of the character, it, it's going to get a lot of different audiences interested. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, that makes me more. I'm like, wow, I like that. I mean, I've yeah. always liked Black Adam as a character because, you know, and you said anti-hero. I, I don't think I think only a couple of times I've seen him represented as an anti-hero. Was, well, he was anti-hero for several years because um, he was kind of around the JSA a lot and stuff like that. I mean, oh. he, remember he was the ruler of his own country. Kinda. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah. When he had ISIS. and Right, and, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that he had been doing that for, you know, several comic book years before then. Where, where um, and then it just kind of fell apart. I was granted asylum in his country once. He wasn't really like one of those, like, you know... I'll fight you for no reason kind of thing where it's like if you invade my country I'm just protecting my people well during that time when he had contact yeah he yeah. was just like if you he, he told the heroes you are not allowed in this country. it wasn't even like you're not welcome because right. if you're here you will be attacked he's period. like he goes and he's like no <laughs> yeah. no yeah. but then when his whole country was murdered I mean that led to World War 3 that was actually pretty good that was a good battle World, World War 3 yeah, yeah was, that was, was I forget when that was that was in the early 2000s but uh, that was yeah. pretty good yeah, it was a lot of heroes died during that one that was a famous one where all these heroes are going after Black Adam I mean you know and he's knocking him back or whatever he, he killed I think um, one of the female cat like characters like it wasn't Wildcat's it may have been Wildcat's niece or something like that. I forget what it was but anyhow because she actually had some ability and even though it was just cat like ability and he couldn't but, have killed Wildcat well, well that was the funny part is that um, so, so it's getting bad oh this was remember after 52 because this was um, this took place after 52 right and that's when Batman Wonder Woman and Superman just decided uh, we got other things to do so, like, they didn't involve themselves. Black Adam is terrorizing everything. They decided not to show up. So all the heroes are getting together. And one of the great ones is that, uh, one of the craziest, so ridiculous, is you get Wildcat. And Wildcat, for all of you that may not be that familiar, he has no superpower. He's just a really good boxer. He teaches most of the guys how to fight. And he's also an overaged boxer. Yeah. You know, like, you know. So he's out there. He's like, all right, guys, behind me when we're ready to go. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to follow you there. <laughs> It'll just be disgustingly, painfully bloody. He's right like, up. why don't you put the guy who's slightly more invulnerable than you are <laughs> in front? Let him go first. And you can mop up the rear. You know? Mop up the rear? Yeah. Let's put, let's put it this take way. Take it any if, way you if want. If I was about to take on Black Adam, you'd be mopping up my rear, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sure. Shitting my pants. Playing <laughs> <laughs> so, up on my aisle, Mike. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you might want to wear a mask. <laughs> and those I gloves had, better be up higher. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I had Mexican last night. Uh, <laughs> what else you got there, MFG? All right. As a final note. So my apologies for not mentioning this on the last podcast, which was a couple of weeks ago. So let's take a moment to remember Mork for Mork, Robin Williams. Yeah. And more recently, Can We Talk, Joan Rivers. The world has gotten a lot less funny, so let's try and fill the void.
<laughs> that's a that's a very big task because those those were two really awesome talents. That's more. You know. of, oh yeah, that's not a void. That's a black hole that they left. Seriously. Right? Yeah, basically. And, and it was funny to watch Joan Rivers being so lucid throughout her time. You know, it was just like well, wow. She like, literally performed the night before. I I forget. I was talking to somebody at my at the gym, and he was like, "Yeah, I just saw her." Like he saw her that I think it was a Wednesday, whatever day it was, and then she went in for this quickie surgery the next day. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, she was more than lucid. I mean, she was perfectly fine. Yeah. And um, the one thing I'll say um, to piggyback off of that is, ladies and gentlemen, try to remember number one that you know what? Um, say hi to people that you really care about. Give them a buzz because you never know when people are going through you know hard times. Uh, you know, AKA Robin Williams. You know, they hear people suffering with depression. It's one of these things that people are you know, people don't realize how how serious it is. So yeah. you know, Very I mean, true. you know, definitely you know, give people a buzz. You know, sometimes you love them, especially if you do. Like, oh, they know. No, 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 no. give them a call. They. It could be very valuable. And the second note is treat every day, you know, very valuable because you never know when it could be your last. And I don't mean to bring the, bring the whole place down. It's just like these two people you mentioned, they left the void, but it also has some good life lessons. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, that's all the quick news? That's all the quick news. Kev, you were leaning into the mic like you wanted to say something. I did, but you motherfuckers want to segue, so segue the fuck on. No, 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 because he said that's all his quick news. I still got quick news. Oh, Jesus oh, fuck Christ. Eddie, how long was your you quick news? You know what, you know what, it's been two wait, weeks. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I dig when the cap has quick news. Man. It's, it's actually something that, you know, us... Regular folks, you know, would like to listen to not insider detail from Hollywood's back door. <laughs> People want to know on these things. Segment. I've actually got four things. Oh, Lord help but us I'll all. Keep, but I'll keep going. Wow. Now's Ralph, the time to go to the did kitchen. Did you see Ralph's face when I said four things? Like, oh, my. His eyes woke. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, Cap's got shit. Oh, damn. Stay tuned for the next four hours of, <laughs> meanwhile, 22 pages later. He did that uh, Robert Downey Jr. rolling the eyes meme. what we got all right number one um going back to when you were talking about um when you're talking about arrow yes and talking about that they that they finally casted um rachel ghoul right did you hear what liam neeson said uh no liam neeson was interviewed um recently and he talked about you know the idea that rachel ghoul is going to be in um arrow and he goes yeah well nobody nobody really called me you know nobody's told me anything so i don't think it's going to be me and they asked him they said you know would you want to play rachel ghoul he said in a heartbeat Wow. In a heart, he, goes, I, he goes, I would want to do that at any moment. You know, I would have That's no pretty problem. Cool. So it was kind of cool to hear that. And I'm like, damn, why couldn't they have heard that shit and put him on? I, I, well, this would have been their answer. First of all, money. Um, second, yeah. second of all, though, I can always hear the people um, that are making the decision say, well, he's dead in the movie. So that'll just confuse people. Right. Well, I'm not saying it would. That's what they would say. Well, he's not really dead. You know? Yeah, but you know. You want to know the truth? Why they didn't take him? Is that what? His cock turned him down. So they- uh, <laughs> Don't bring another podcast joke onto here. Do not bring another podcast. That's sacrilege. That's like you in bed fucking somebody. You call somebody else's name. <laughs> hey, we're not supposed to do that? Uh, Ralph, you're single, right? There's a reason why. <laughs> Exhibit A. Well, what would be more awkward if you were having sex and you called out your pet's name? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yes, uh, that deserved the ring. Yes. <laughs> yes. The there we go. Over the board. What else oh, we got? All right. Number two. Um, no, you talk, actually, it's only three because you talked about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, I guess if you listen more. Shit it. <laughs> Shit it. I'm catching on. It's contagious. <laughs> all right. Num- number, th- number three, because number two is gone. Um, did anybody look at the new pictures of Henry Cavill dressed as Clark Kent um, taping Superman? Yes, I'm it was t- really fascinating seeing a man wearing glasses. No, I mean, <laughs> look, seriously, that's what it was. I'm like, it's like, it's a guy in a, 
in a sweater no, wearing he, glasses. He looked the part. It looked great. I really. I, I know. Isn't it great? You know who else looked the part? Brandon Roth. How was that movie? He looked <laughs> really great as Clark Kent. How was the movie? And, and speaking of Brandon Roth, I saw I saw the the, the, the trailer for um, the new Arrow, and his acting's only gotten more wooden. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> Wait, who's he in Arrow? Um, he's, he's go- don't you listen to our podcast? Get uh, this guy out of when here. I, when I'm not on, I don't listen. <laughs> now he's going to play um, Ray Palmer, the Adam. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> little role for a little actor. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, little acting ability. There exactly. we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, uh, like, I, I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast. I hate when people go, did you see the such and such? They looked great. This movie's going to be fantastic. I'm like, if that really just made the movie. Great. I didn't say that. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's my thing. So they're going to put the old Superman as the new Ray Palmer, but right. they, they can't come to grips with the idea of having the Previous. best Ray al Ghul ever portrayed, which was only him, right? I was about to, to say, there's only been one, so. Well, but he, he did an awesome <laughs> job, right or wrong. Right, no, he did great. They wouldn't cast him as the same role? Like, that makes no sense. Well, they, it's not like, you know, they cast uh, it's like, Brandon Roth as Superman. Is he going to pull out an S? Which one is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> the S stands for sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and with, um, by the way, po- um, shout out to the podcaster that told me I'm leaving him anonymous, telling me, oh, your, your show's pretty funny, but your, your canned audio, I mean, your canned applause and your drum roll gets a little tiresome. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Fuck you. <laughs> and last but not least, the last thing I was going to mention was, did anybody see that um, Marvel is celebrating anti-bullying month yes yes and they have they made these commemorative covers for them they look fantastic yeah they're really nice like did you, did you see the one with um star lord yeah the star lord one is good the one with the hulk with the the, the boy that's been bullied Cap- by the, the, the football the Cap- yeah the captain america one was all right describe yeah. okay so um basically there are these covers and i don't know if the whole issue is dedicated to anti-bullying month no they're just variant covers it's just the covers and the covers talk about anti-bullying so you see for the star lord for example it's the guardian of the galaxy and star lord's kind of you can see he's he's talking to a, a little alien boy, and the little alien boy. You can see he's got tears in his eyes. He's crying, or he just finished crying. And you see some, I guess, some aliens in the background. I guess who's bullying him. So Star Lord goes, "Look, hey, you know, when I was your age, I was bullied too. But then I came around and I became Star Lord." <laughs> and the kid goes, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. And the Hulk one's cool because I think the Hulk one shows um, he's putting his arms around a kid playing football, and it looks like on the kid's helmet. The other football players rode nerd and geek or something like that. And you can see the other football players in the background, like, looking over, but they're scared of the Hulk. And the Hulk is kind of like, not cradling, but he's kind of like covering the kid. Yeah. It's real, it real sweet. I, I re- it really made me smile. Yeah. No, they're really good covers. Yes. Uh-huh. You need uh, a tissue over there? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, bro. Come on. You got you to you admit, when they do things like that, when the comic industry does things like that, that are conscious about social issues, it's, it's good. It's good. You know, it's educational. Yes, because and if it happens to improve sales, <laughs> huh? a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a marketing ploy, but I don't think. But I think it would have been a marketing ploy if they would have made the whole issue for that. Right, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's definitely win-win. Absolutely. So, let's go on with um, part one of the podcast, which I'll be interested to hear since we didn't do a rundown. Yeah, I thought about that when we were doing the <laughs> intro. I'm like, we didn't do a rundown. <laughs> so this, it's so what we were watching. Our next segment is going to be a mystery to both of us, us <laughs> and the listeners. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Oh wait, hold on. No. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's your new sound effect—the drum roll. Yeah, it's a drum roll. Okay. Actually, could you give me? No, I'm not gonna do that. Today. Wait, what? The fine fair? I was gonna say I wanted to do a rant, but we don't got time. No. I want to do a one-minute rant. 
But we'll wait for we'll wait for after the break for that about True Blood because I I'm really angry about True Blood. I said it doesn't even deserve a fucking segment. It deserves like a minute rant. And Ralph's gonna time in the same thing we use for um geeks on the go. For geeks on the go. We'd use it for that, but I'll, I'll rant later. <laughs> All right. So we we'll all look forward to it. So <laughs> get ready to go to the bathroom. Wow, <laughs> it's like a divas match in wrestling. Pee break. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the first thing that's on our list, which is the new DC animated short, a short animated film, Batman Assault on Arkham, and with a synopsis. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and with a synopsis, with um very interesting tidbits because I know it took a while to write it. Is MFG Mike the finance guy? We won't say why it took me a while to write that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, Batman Assault on Arkham is the latest 2014 release from DC Universe animated original movies. Uh, Jay Oliva and Ethan Spaulding directed the movie that was penned by Heath Corson. Uh, Batman AOA was released first in digital format on July 26, 2014 and followed by traditional physical media on August 12, 2014. So now for a quickie synopsis. Alrighty, faster than you can, uh, sorry, faster than Jabba the Hutt can say, call me maybe, Amanda Waller <laughs> takes off her new 52 Spanx and press gangs an all-new Suicide Squad into service. The story centers on a whale of a break-in at Arkham Asylum, a red herring involving the Riddler, and a smelly tuna called Harley Quinn. The new Suicide Squad is, death, uh, wait, who is it now? It's Deadshot, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang, mm-hmm. Killer Frost, mm-hmm. Black Spider, and King Shark, with KGB pulling ahead for all those that have seen the movie with more lame villains than a Roger Moore Bond film and a scheme so overly convoluted you'll expect to see Lucy and Ethel involved even Mr. J's sudden inclusion seemed murderously unfun oh yeah Batman's in the movie too (laughs) (laughs) all righty so just a quick rundown we have Kevin Conroy doing Batman yeah yeah Neil McDonough doing Deadshot yeah none of you people know who these people are (laughs) Hayden Walsh as Harley Quinn Matthew Gray Goopler as the Riddler Troy Baker redoing the Joker. CCH Pounder as Amanda Waller. I love CCH Pounder. Uh, Greg Ellis as Captain Boomerang. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Black Spider. Jean DiMaggio as King Shark. Jennifer Hale as Killer Frost. And Nolan North as KGBs and Oswald Cobblepot. Oh, wow. He played he plays your role. Well, he only had two really short parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know people on that list, by the way. Giancarlo Esposito was... Of course. Um, you should know him. He's from... He was no Breaking Bad. No, well that too. Yeah, I see. But I knew. he was Will Smith's uh, Ali's dad in Will Smith's rendition of Ali. Oh, he was also one of the baddest drug dealers in one of the coolest street movies ever made. Fresh, Fresh. That's an awesome movie. Ooh, never heard of it. Really? Me neither. Really? You, it's, it's you really? How can Mike be the guy giving the synopsis and he hasn't heard of half of the classic <laughs> movies out there? <laughs> classic movies or the clappiest movie? Hey, we're not, this isn't a sex ed class. <laughs> <laughs> clappiest. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, so oh, and I know Deadshot. By the way, he was uh, the prick from Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> he was the prick from Too Fast, Too Furious. Which one? <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious. The, the actual title. That. Huh? No, 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 which, which prick? prick? <laughs> oh, which prick? Um, no, so, wait, I'm lying. I got him confused with somebody else, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the review, gentlemen. So, um, Assault on Arkham, how did you guys feel about it? I mean, I'll say, I'll put it on the record. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, th- it had its problems. It had some problems. 
The cap liked it. Oh, come on. I'm not MFG who hates everything. <laughs> I don't hate everything. Remember, this is why our podcast works. Mike's the hater. You forgive everything, and I'm down the center. Really? I don't hate things. Really? You and really? Mike. You and Says Mike. the guy wearing the Bash DC t shirt. <laughs> you and Mike have been hand in hand the previous few podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. That I is forgot. True. You love Transformers? Oh, I, yeah. didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. You love Transformers. I didn't hate it. I remember him bashing Transformers, don't <laughs> yeah, you? Big time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't even play that. That's that's when you let go of his hand and I got a chance. <laughs> Someone's going to help me across that street. <laughs> I remember that episode. He was like trying not to be as obvious on your bash bandwagon. <laughs> he tried to be low. Yeah. But he was back there rooting us on. Yeah, you heard what he said. <laughs> well, back to what I was saying. For the record, I think... Like I said, even though it had its problems, and we're obviously going to get into the details of it in a second. Oh, wait. Before I even open my mouth, could you press the spoiler button? He almost Warning, this segment may contain spoilers. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. <laughs> fuck Ralph. <laughs> Kevin for a week has been wanting to do that. He's like, yo, if you're going to change the fucking shit, you're going to go, spoilers. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. <laughs> Listen, it ain't my fault if you ain't watching it, all right? You gotta stay current. Yeah, but sometimes it's like we watch it the day of it open, and the next day you do we do the podcast, and then you go spoil it. <laughs> and you spoil the small shit. <laughs> Fucking the, at least the, I don't spoil the, the, the big no, no, shit. No, 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 no. Excuse me. <laughs> I have a little fifteen second rant here. God damn it! Who this let him, guy? Who let him in here? <laughs> this guy spoils season two of Arrow. Season two ended a week before. I'm like, give a nigga time to catch up. Would it occur to you that some people just like to watch it on Netflix straight and they have to wait till season three comes out to watch season two? Well, then when we say we're going to talk about Arrow season two, I'd say shut the podcast off. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the new intro for the spoilers. Spoilers. Warning. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. Fuck Ralph. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So back to initially what I'm saying, just... I like that it had its problems, but I feel like that um, a lot of the things weren't that major for me to not like it, and I, it was just enjoyable. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I found that it was pretty funny. Oh, you shit, know? do you hear that? Mike's winding up. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said anything. I'm just listening. Dude, you're like a fucking wind-up toy. You're the crank. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait till this is turn. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, the characters uh, worked pretty well together. You know, Deadshot was you know he seemed he had a little like a sense of humor a little bit but he also seemed like that like steady like serious kind of guys like we got to get this done because i just want to get this shit over with and get out and and you always you have that that hint of you know he's gonna screw amanda waller over the, the first chance that he gets and just the fact that you know they, they named it batman assault on arkham right they should have named it you know just assault on arkham with batman possibly in yeah it. or <laughs> suicide squad having some fun and batman's a little bit in there or they could have just named it Batman Assault on Our Senses. <laughs> but, uh, there no, it goes. It was, no, it was fine. I mean, it, was, it was just that. It was fine. But it, I, I found the Deadshot character actually just bland. And he was, he was less than two-dimensional. And his inspiration had something to do with looking at the picture of his daughter that was either missing, separated from him, or dead. Because, again, we're not talking about knowledge of Deadshot. You're talking about this movie. I had no idea why he kept staring at the picture of his daughter. Like, you had no idea. Like, you assumed that she's either being held hostage or he can't see her. But at the end, he's with her. Well, he's in prison. And you're just like, well, he wasn't in prison, though. No, I, he was in prison yes, when was. they caught him. Well, in the beginning. When in, it was in the beginning, okay. when they get him, he was in prison. Right, but again, but we still had no idea what it was. It's just, think about it. 
what if you're looking at a picture of somebody, what does that mean? I think we might they say had flashbacks too of him with her. And that flashback is what? Is she alive? Is she dead? Is is she is, in other words, there was no motivation as to why he keeps looking at this picture. So it, it just the it was, motivation that was, was to find her. Right. How did we know that? Because because it, he kept looking at the picture. Because mm. we know the, about the character. No, we don't. we don't. We don't. We don't know this that film. he doesn't know whether she's alive or dead. In his mind, that's his inspiration. That's his hope. But why? Because it's all the guy has when he's in prison. But why? Maybe he's a pedophile <laughs> and he likes looking. But that's at the my whole girl. point: is that we don't. We don't. I, my my I thing: the blanks weren't filled in. If, if they would no, refer to some, nothing filled if, in at if, all. If, yeah. they, if they would have said, um, "Oh, since my daughter died," or you know, like they referred to, or I can't wait to get back to right. my daughter. Even just that one <laughs> line know. tells you where. I think I understand, I understand what Mike's saying. I was I wasn't that hung up on it, but well, it, well, I mean I wasn't that hung up on it until I had to actually explain it to you clowns <laughs> in this room. I mean I'm just I just use that as a this point. Is, this is this is exactly what I'm saying. You are slowly being brainwashed by NFC. <laughs> oh, no. I understand. No, fool. I'm, I'm the I'm the middle guy. I'm the you, one to make sure that you make understand. that assumption naturally. No, 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 but you, you don't. Make, make, but, yeah, but, okay, okay, the okay, tech and I did okay, right, but but the whole point is, and like even Ralph said, you know the character. If you know anything about the character, sure. I'm talking about you're watching a movie. Any movie you watch, anything, any book you read, any movie you watch, unless it's a series, for instance, like a comic book that's in a series, you have to give me information, right. especially in a movie. A, a, you, you a have good a, movie would do that. Yeah, you have an hour and 16 minutes, that's as right. long as this film was, to give me information. A character looking at it, again, I, and I told you, this wasn't the biggest point, but since it's becoming a larger point, if I'm looking <laughs> at a picture of somebody, what does it mean? Is the girl dead? Is the girl missing? Is the girl being held hostage by Amanda Waller? Is this a girl that he's been diddling on the side and he just wants to get back to her? There's just no, in other words, but that's our inspiration for the character. Like, it's, he keeps it's looking at it. It's his inspiration. It doesn't specify. I right, agree with but, you there. But what's but inspiration? It doesn't matter. It, to, it doesn't okay, matter. Right, no, no, it does. Think now, about wait, this. Wait, okay, wait, hold wait, on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on a second. Isn't this guy like morbidly depressed in like other incarnations? So but, I like but again, I like we don't care about more other incarnations. We're watching this one movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have some semblance of knowledge of this guy, you, I personally appreciated the fact that he had you know something to look forward to as opposed to just waiting to find a spear or bullet and jam it in his neck. Right, but again, that's previous knowledge. This is the again. I'm critiquing. Well, that's why I, I always tell people, and I've said it many times on the podcast. I'm critiquing a movie, not worrying about a fan. You know, lineages. I, I'm I'm looking at this movie as a movie, and as a movie. It's, he was just very two-dimensional, and I didn't understand what his drive was because I kept forgetting whether or not his daughter was alive in the comic. So I was trying to figure out what was going no, on with that. His drive was clear aside well, from aside looking at the picture, but also, like, well, like Ralph the Tech said, looking at screw Amanda Waller the first chance he got. And, that was and evident get the explosive the that's on the base of their head out. Well, I'll put it this way. I agree. I understand that you guys understand inspiration, but understand different inspirations work differently. It, right. In other it words, motivates okay. it motivates somebody differently. There's a difference between my daughter was killed versus my daughter is um, away from me because I got locked up in prison. The way the way you would go about things, the way the kind of risk you would take, exactly. is, is totally different. If my daughter's dead, I've got nothing to live for. Exactly. I'm taking I'm taking motherfuckers out. Also, if the daughter is dead too, depending on what the daughter's thinking, maybe he's trying to live up to a better standard. Right. We do not know. Or is she dead and he's taking out revenge? We don't know. What is your motivation? Now, I'll say that's what I keep saying. It's not a big point, but I do agree that he was two dimensional. My problem was that he um, he seemed, they they try to make him into a leader, but if you've seen, like, and I'm going to say, he's not a leader. He's a follower. He's 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 not a leader at all. Yeah. So so I'm like, they, they try to make this character into something he's not. No, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Out of all those clowns there, he was the No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no. In the best. movie, he was the leader. But what I'm saying is, 
his character intrinsically, like the way he is, if you read him in any carnation, Agreed. is not that person. Deadshot is not a leader. Well, also, you would also assume, even, again, even just taking the movie as it is, not talking about the fact that they made him a leader, but just his personality, meaning what he does for a living, he's a lone assassin. A lone assassin would not be leading a group of people. He would be silently maybe doing his own thing, but he wouldn't be leading a group of people. It's just not what a lone assassin. He's a lone gun. <laughs> right. Know. That was probably one of the bigger problems. I mean, but that didn't, I mean, that part particularly didn't bother me. I just thought it was, he was uncomfortably he was a leader flat. though. Like, yeah, again, he was just very flat. I found Harley Quinn way too annoying for Harley Quinn. No, I liked Harley Quinn. I liked Harley Quinn. fuck I just found her annoying. Like, I didn't find that she, again, she also didn't have any depth. It was just these weird points that they tried to make to make us realize she's crazy and we get that. But then, and I, and I guess that was a little bit of the thing was that she crazy or she pretending to be crazy or she all the way crazy. And that was kind of interesting, but they didn't really address that very much. I, like I said, I just, I just found her a little bit more annoying. I thought her, it was just kind of a little bit more ham fisted. I like it when they just, I guess I would have liked it if she was a little bit more background of a character, but she was forefront and her forefront annoyance just became annoying to me. No, but you got to understand, look, the, these, the way they set this up, I think they did a nice job segueing into the second part Sorry, that's the cat being clumsy. Clean up on aisle four. <laughs> <laughs> they did uh, good parts. What my problem was, they took too long with the first part of the plot to segue into the second part. The second part was really where the action was. They mm-hmm. left out a hole in your, you know, in your problem with uh, Deadshot's character. I, I'll concede to that point. My oh, problem there was, were other holes than that. <laughs> my, my problem was that it took too long to just get to Arkham and get to what you're going to do. Right. And then from there, go on, which was the, uh, the Joker part. Right. That That's when it picked up to me, but it picked up 45 minutes too late. Right. But I like the fact that they segued into that because you needed someone. I mean, this rag and tag bunch, he was a leader by default. Right. You know, but it also made it, you know, very appealing that, you know, they had like a physical attraction, Harley Quinn and Deadshot, and when they got NC seventeen on us, I was like, Oh <laughs> shit You know You're saying that's N C seventeen? Well, I mean, compared to every uh, every other animated movie they have, I mean Well the minute the minute the one of somebody's head blew off, I was like, Okay, this is a different kind of movie and then when they, well, I feel like they they, they they were naked so many times. <laughs> that was the uh, Sam Jackson moment where he shoots the guy and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that, and also I looked at it from a very unique point of view because I read a small synopsis and it said it's based in the um, Arkham Asylum right. version. So I took the video game approach and I was looking to see for the similarities and the backgrounds. And, and you know, they did a good job with that. Um, so Harley Quinn's character is very similar to the video game version, mm-hmm. you know. So right, like but she's not the star of the video game, and she's not in it all the time. That that was my thing. Is that in the video game she's fine? She's used as a background character, right. but I mean, and that's what I was saying. She should to, be here for the notoriety of it. Yeah, being that you had Batman as a cameo, I <laughs> I had enjoyed that. I mean, what Killer Shark? The fuck out of here! Yeah, but you know, I I I, I kind of King Shark, King, King Shark, King Shark, King Shark. Shoot, he got demoted to Prince after this movie. <laughs> Killer Shark is Marvel, and they would have sued DC immediately, <laughs> real fast. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I, I, it, I would have a, I did have a problem with the fact that they calling it Batman Assault on Arkham and Batman wasn't in it as much. But I do like the fact that it was a focus on all of these other B level, B level villains and the way they work together. Yeah, some of them are flat, but I think the reason why they were all flat was because they all each represented a different type of personality. So together as a group, you have different kind of personalities which worked well together. Kinda, but like I said, but as a group, I mean, 
you don't have a thought really about any of them. I mean, that's and granted, I mean, they could have made the movie a bit longer. I mean, not much always, longer, but always just fifteen minutes longer. Maybe they could have given us a little something, something about the characters. Always you my know. complaint about DC um, um, cartoon movies: they should make them longer. They're a minute, uh, an hour ten, an hour five. They don't do an hour thirty. And yeah. and, I, and I think if they did an hour thirty, a lot of the problems they have with story development mm-hmm. would be gone because they'd be able to have the time to develop certain things or to hit certain points or you know really yeah. flush things out. Yeah, well, well, you know well. those DC artists, their hands get tired and they just give up and they're like, oh my god, you know, I just gotta, <laughs> I gotta rest a little bit. Let me take a nap, you know, have an espresso or something, and then I'll come back to it later, maybe. <laughs> and they came in a rap. It was tea time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but. <clears throat> As as an ensemble cast, it was it was fun to watch what was going how things were gonna go down and especially when they got when they got rid of the first member of this new suicide right. squad, I was like, Oh no, that, that person's not gonna test it. And he did, and he died. I was like Wow. And the way he died, I was like, wow. Yeah, well, what's interesting, though, was, um, like I said, it was just like little things that were interesting because it was the very beginning of the movie and Amanda Waller just walks in and she's just like, Sit down and everyone does. I didn't understand that exactly because I thought at first they were gonna tell us they were all mind controlled in some kind of way, and I'm like Oh, they just all sat down. That was weird. Yeah, you, you, you I think well, a little more realistic. You'd have a, a one of them saying, "Look, fat bitch, what the fuck are you right. telling me?" Well, I mean, just like you just have defines. I was just like, they all sat down. But what was really funny though was I'm watching this movie, and that's why I said before I just found the the, the thing needlessly convoluted. I'm like, so you just got this pseudo crack team of people on crack, I guess. Um, and I'm like, so you need to break into Arkham. This is a place that Harley Quinn has evidently escaped from because they kept saying, "Welcome back." She evidently got out on her own. It's not the hard place to get out of, and it certainly isn't hard to get into it either, <laughs> as we saw. Like, I'm like, the guards that either don't shoot can't hit anybody. I mean, of course, it's just the standard, but it was just really funny. I'm watching this. I'm like, why didn't she just send one person in there? <laughs> like, that, that this can't was be, really unnecessary. I, I got to cut you off. That can't be your complaint because throughout movie history, henchmen, goons, oh, yeah. guards... They never hit anything. No, I'm just saying that it's the fact that it was just a convoluted plot to get into Arkham, and I'm like, it really didn't involve that. But it was just one of those things where I just felt like it was a needless No, but amount, it served the purpose you know. because it was something highly valuable to Amanda Waller, and she tried to keep them in the dark. Right. And I like how it developed when um, Deadshot got wind of it, and then he tried to keep her in the dark. Like, it was a real good espionage right. kind of well, yeah. back and forth between them Which two. brought me up to the other part. I like the fact that she was in the dark. She's like, you're in the courtyard right now. You're supposed to be in the so-and-so. Why? Well, because she can see where they are due to their thing. She couldn't see them anywhere else at any other point in yeah. that entire movie except for that one point. And I'm like, don't you know where they are? I was, she, she had no idea where, like, where, where Killer Frost was. I'm like, well, she would be away from the group. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking my, 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 my one of my issues with it was that with you having these homicidal fucking people, you wouldn't have another type of surveillance beside the bomb. But also one-way communication sur- surveillance. You know she'd be listening to everything they say. Yeah. It, was, it was, again, it was just one of these things that I'm like, well, that's just kind of a lame plot point. In, in this day and age, it's what yeah. it is. It, well, you know. I mean, especially if you're going to say Amanda Waller and she's doing this, if she's going to have these killers, you know, trying to, trying to do a mission for her, she would have some kind of other type of surveillance and, you know, it, it, she wouldn't be like, well, why am I in the dark? Really? You're going to change the the tape. I mean, and, and I and I like the idea. That was a but smart it was, idea. But I think I, I would like to if Amanda Waller would have caught him. But it was definitely right. a smart idea twenty years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like twenty years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, this is great for that kind of a movie." But I'm like, now we're supposed to be making smarter comics, smarter movies. I'm just like, yeah, that was a pretty gaping hole. The only thing worse than that would have to be what if you know what if Batman was part of the team and he allowed <laughs> people to be shot in the head. <laughs> 
And I'm sitting there the whole time like, you must be kidding me. <laughs> Wait, who did Allah get a shot in the head? Everyone. The guards. The guards. Oh. Dead the shot. significant people yeah. throughout Hollywood history that only Mike cares about. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So you're telling me then that your character, Batman, has no problem allowing people to die just so he can maintain cover? When he was posing as, as one of the, one of the as people. Black Spider. Because, I mean, we're not talking about one person that fell off a railing. Deadshot went on a killing spree. And he's right there with him. There's a bigger end game. Okay, the so Joker then your involved. conversation's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we both know when the Joker's involved, he lets a lot of shit rock just to get Batman to him. Batman would it not allow comic and movie history. Listen, it's he a has nuclear, never allowed people to die willingly. If people die when he's somewhere else, that's fine. It's a nuclear bomb. Okay. It's a dirty bomb. Jack Bauer will tell you sacrifices have to be made. That Jack Bauer is not Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Just think to it. (laughs) I mean, it was just one of those things that I'm watching this and I'm like, yeah, he's not going to. I mean, because if nothing else, he would have. Think about it. Anytime any movie where Batman has been undercover, what happens when someone tries to kill somebody? He bumps into them. He knocks them out of the way. He gives a yell like, that's not our mission or something. It was just one of these things. I'm like, headshot, 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 headshot. Batman. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're good with these guards that evidently probably have family and children but and, you, okay. and, you, the and you know their names <laughs> you know their names and when they work <laughs> you know he, he was probably like you know what uh, listen i just finished beating up black spider i'm pretending to be him i'm a little bit tired i got some bruises let it let's just let it rock all right yeah. just let it rock oh it was just what it was that was i just found that really like also, also we know how mike feels about heroes and villains you know if you're gonna be a hero be a hero so i, I know mike's stance on that did i ever, i didn't have that much of a problem with it but it does put in question which Batman are we looking at? If it's a new rendition of Batman, that's fine. But if it's the one from Arkham, it's the same one that we know for years. Yeah. So. Or, or maybe, you know, he's a really good method actor. So he was, he was playing Black Spider. So he's like, you know what? This is what he would do. And, and speaking of, by the way, you brought up the Dirty Bomb. Yeah. So where was the Dirty Bomb? In the okay. In the hammer. <laughs> okay. So it was in the hammer. Where was the hammer? In, in Arkham. storage. In Arkham. It was in storage. Correct. Where was the Joker? In Arkham. In Arkham. So no, 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 no. The mallet wasn't there. Remember, it was. It was at that old antique shop. No, right. Yeah. It was nope. at the antique the, the, the Riddler's shop. thing. Yes. Nope. Yes. No, no. no. Riddler, the, look, listen, listen, Harley listen. Quinn the, is the digging in the... the was in Arkham. At, is in Arkham. She's digging. Oh, this is what Mr. J wore here. This is what Mr. J did here. Oh, Here's this Mr. is J, where... And this is what I've been looking for. Here's the mallet. But that wasn't in Arkham. That was at that old antique shop she broke into. Nope. She was looking for a doll. That was only a distraction. She wasn't there for anything. She said she was looking for a doll. That's right, because they were looking at all the other weapons because they had Mr. Freeze's weapons and that stuff. That was in Arkham. That's right. So, the bomb is in Arkham. The Joker's in Arkham. Batman is frantically looking for this. How long has the Joker been in Arkham? We don't know, but he's evidently been there. What exactly was the pressing point for looking for this bomb that how he knew he had it and how the Joker planned on getting to use it, that also threw me off. Like It was just one of these things, like by the time you saw what was going on, I'm like, so if it really wasn't... So if the Suicide Squad hadn't broken in... And if Harley Quinn hadn't tormented the Joker and yeah, shot in his it cell... It wouldn't have set everything in motion. Right. So, yeah, but, but, but he's been desperately looking for this bomb that, again, she goes, I was wondering where I left it. So she hasn't seen this thing in ages. And it's in the bottom of a box. So yeah. it's not like it's freshly been put together as a box. It was just one of these things where I'm like, this is a really, weirdly really put together story. It sounds like you had two ideas. 
and one wasn't strong enough, so you fused them together because it got really like I don't understand the purpose of this now. And you the, know. did you notice that the bomb wasn't even armed? Until no, that's that's my it? whole point. I'm like yeah. until he got his hands on the mallet, and I'm like, but he would never have gotten the mallet because he wasn't breaking out. You but, know? but 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 I don't think that. They, at any point, they said that the bomb was going to be set off. I think the fact that uh, Batman was frantic because he goes, Joker I know, I know he bomb. has a bomb. Period. At any yeah. point, he could do it. So I gotta, you know, I have to, I have to go get it. So I'm, I wasn't too worried about that. And and, and the idea that I understand you saying Batman's got this sense of urgency, but how was the Joker going to set this whole plan into play? Maybe the Joker was going to say, you know what. You know, I don't have to plan into play now. I just have it. Whenever it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I I'm suppose a, it was just like, again. It was a weird because then that because all I kept thinking was I'm like. So if the Suicide Squad had never broken in, therefore Batman would never run across this mallet, was he going to spend the rest of the time the Joker was in jail, like literally frantically looking for, I mean, because he was on edge, like the Joker was free and had a dirty bomb. Because that's at first what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, the Joker must be on the loose with a dirty bomb hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the sense of urgency because also you would just think he'd be beating the living snot out of him in Arkham. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be? Th- I mean, I know the Joker, you know, is the Joker. But still, wouldn't that be where you think you'd start your interrogation? Yeah, so he'd be like, <laughs> where's the dirty bomb? Yeah, pretty much. Where's the dirty bomb? Yeah. <laughs> now, correct me and where's I'm, the trigger? Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> he was oblivious to the fact, but he was tailing Harley Quinn the whole time. No. Only when Harley Quinn came back and made a scene in Gotham City, she intentionally wanted to be caught by him because she needed to go to Arkham. So remember, Harley Quinn was wherever she was. That that was too easy. Yeah. Well, he thought about it. He said she seemed he's talking to Alfred. He goes, Harley Quinn seemed happy when I arrested her. And that's when he starts thinking, oh, but he still didn't think about it. And he thought that she knew about the bomb. Yeah. Which is fine. That was a fine thought because, you know, they work together, you know, but. So that led him back to Arkham thinking, you know, well, he, she went to Arkham, da 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 But, yeah, he, did, he wasn't tailing her at all beforehand. I think maybe they could, they could have um, alluded to the fact that he maybe did. I, I, you can make this assumption, but once again, it wasn't told to us. You can make the assumption that he already did, you know, talk to the Joker. And if Joker was saying, Bats, you think I'm going to tell you? <laughs> right. Well, he should have said something like, I tried beating it out of the Joker. Right. I mean, yeah. it was just a quick sentence. It's not a scene. Like, I tried beating it out of the Joker, but I got nowhere. So now I'm scouring the city looking for this thing. Right. You know, it was, again, just a weird point. You know, I, I will say this about the Joker. He does make some pretty stable, dirty bombs. <laughs> for that shit to be in a mallet and Harley Quinn wielding the mallet and hitting people with it, yeah. e- either he makes a very padded mallet that's you know you can hide stuff inside, or he makes a very good stable dirty bomb. <laughs> you know, I was He's always the best bomb maker. Yeah. I, I was under the assumption that that <laughs> bomb was maker, only bomb maker, make me a wow. bomb. <laughs> but, but there's a part that I think, goodness, but what I thought was that the mallet not was it was the dirty bomb itself, that it was the detonator to the dirty bomb until I realized, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomb, so. yeah. That's I a big I, bomb you're swinging. I, I, I kind of <laughs> wish that it was, you know, I kind of wish that it was just a detonator because then Ma- you can have Batman try to search around the city to find right. the bomb itself. Yeah, it was very strange. You yeah. know, but like oh. I said, I mean, again, I'm pointing out the things that were just blaring holes. I still enjoyed the film out the enough. that only you would notice and find annoying. Nobody else did. <laughs> Move on. Hey, I found some of those things annoying too, especially with the, with, with Deadshot. Did it stop fun. you from enjoying the movie? No, exactly. <laughs> I said, I, did I not just say that I still enjoyed the movie? <laughs> no one listens to <laughs> me <laughs> when I actually compliment something. You, you know why? You because it, exactly. Because Mike, like the aunt and uncle that says, "Yeah, you know, I like what you did here." But <laughs> and we don't even hear the like you hear. We're like waiting for the butt. We're like we we call that 
critiquing. <laughs> that's what we're doing to the film. Correction, that's what you're doing. We enjoy the flick. <laughs> Three out of four people on this panel right now enjoy the flick. You've been out. I, 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 def- I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, the act, the beginning, just the beginning opening sequence was fun. A little over the top, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt. Oh, like wait a minute. When he says something's over the top, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> because if I, I had just said that was over the top, this, what the fuck does anyone mean? Because Cap runs with an even hand. <laughs> you're still critiquing it. Yeah. Which is what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, my, my yeah, but is for the positive. <laughs> Your but is for the negative. I liked it, but I said, but even though this happened, I liked it. See the yeah. difference? See the difference? So you said it was an opening sequence was good, but it was overhand. I, I, no, I, said, I said, even though it might have been a little bit overhand, uh, a little um, over the top, I still liked it. See so if I, I start good and then end bad, everyone will love me? So I can still critique. I just have to do it in reverse order. If you spend more time in the good than you do in the bad, people will love you. You spend two seconds with the good and an eternity with the bad. You know why? Because then you need to give me a movie that has a lot more good than bad, and I will critique it. And I have critiqued such movies as such. Guardians, Guardians of, of the, the Galaxy is a perfect example you're of that. You're a Marvel fanboy. That doesn't count. <laughs> I think you're on the payroll. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Well, what I'll say, you know what? Um, with a lot of these, especially with the DC comic movies, I enjoy them. But when you talk about story, especially when you're an old, when, when you're not, we're not kids anymore. When you, when you listen to the story, you're like, this stuff's got to make sense because then otherwise you're like, well, why would you do that? Right. And it's also not that we're not kids. They're not making them for kids anymore. So well, it's doubly fact, the, the fact that there was like two beheadeds. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. They're not making them for kids. So if you're making them for more, you know, adult, late adults, then... Then you still have to give me a story now. We got uh, yeah, PG thirteen, PGX. You got it. Uh, two beheadings, a sex scene, a few naked scenes, some foul language, bitch, and a lot of blood. Was there shit? It yeah, was shit. bitch and shit. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, way to go, DC. Always classing it up. And shots galore. <laughs> yeah. Headshots galore. Blood all over the place. Yeah. A, a non-bloody blow-up head in the first scene, which I didn't understand that, and then a extra chunky blow-up scene head later on. Yeah, oh and a goodness. slightly racist Joker. <laughs> slightly, <laughs> oh, Denzel. What have they done to you? I'm like, wow, DC. Only you could go there. <laughs> when he went there, I was like, I, I was like, wait, is, is Black Spider's name Denzel? No, that was oh, wow. No, no. That I, was I was trying Denzel to give him the benefit Washington. of the doubt. I was trying to give him the benefit. DC no. made that joke with you in mind, MFG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear they 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 had to have done that. And if anyone's wondering, uh, Black Spider, what was his name? His name is Eric Needham. Eric Needham, mm-hmm. need him. <laughs> it's Needham. Yeah, H A M. Yeah, no, they need him. <laughs> okay, um, let me ask Mike because I know the, the other two guys in the panel might not know. How many of the orig- those suic- the suic- Suicide Squad guys? How many of those were created just for the movie? Just for the movie? Just for the movie? None of them. Okay, because I'm not familiar with Black Spider, and I'm not familiar yeah, with um, KG like Beast. A, yeah, KG Beast. They're all from like way back. In the, oh, actually, I don't know if KGB's that way back. He might be from the 2000s somewhere, but they're just minor characters. Yeah. Um, Black Spider. But no, none of them were created for the well, movie. Watching that beginning sequence and, and watching like later on as you're watching the film, you kind of know who's going to die. Yeah. Because you're like, it's like watching Star Trek and you go, who's wearing the red shirt? Who's wearing the red shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, um, it was best put in um, Eddie Murphy's Boomerang. He's like, you always know who's going to die. Who are they beaming down with uh, Captain Kirk? Some guy, like, you know, uh, he'll say Spock, some other guy, and... Uh, McCoy, and... Yeah, and, and Mr. Irrelevant Character. It's like, you know, he's dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> funny, you think about that squad, and if you don't know comics, you don't know, but you're like, okay, Captain Boomerang's not going to die. They're not going to kill off Deadshot. Definitely not going to kill off Harlequin. They gave her some run. Not going to go kill a Frost. Well, possibly they did kill her off, actually. I, 
she was she was in a car that exploded when it was thrown into a wall. Well, you heard the explosion, but you didn't see what happened. So, I yeah. mean, the Joker yes. also died in an explosion too. Yeah, I, they yeah, never but, found the body. Right, 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 I love that. I love that little throw-in at the end because, of course, before that throw-in, I'm just like, so you're telling me that of all the people, uh, all the time that Batman's fought the Joker, it takes Deadshot to kill him. So that's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then you have to understand, he's, quote-unquote, pinned in a helicopter that's falling from, I don't know, what, 100 stories up? About. So no matter what he did to get out of that helicopter, he still would be dead. <laughs> like, like, oh. You know, it's like, where would you go? All right, here's how he could survive. Oh, right. boy. Oh, oh God. Does it involve a tank? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it could. It could involve a tank. There was All a right. tank going by. All right, here's, here's what happens. As he's falling, right? He unpins himself and pushes himself out of the helicopter. He makes sure that the helicopter lands before he does by, you know, uh, doing the skydiver um, right. pose. Right. So he's, he's higher up. When the helicopter explodes, the updraft from the heat of the explosion can actually cushion his fall. Wow. Going to try and, that? <laughs> yeah. And now we now know how tried, we, we know how physics do not work. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually been tried. Someone jumped off the uh, Twin Towers when one of the planes hit from an 88th floor and landed and only broken leg. Oddly enough, I've never heard of this person. Yeah. And you would think that you'd hear about this. Well, they died in, f- in the flight that fell from Los Angeles. Uh-huh. They <laughs> died what? Remember the, the plane that crashed afterwards? Yeah. Like a week later? Well, they died in that flight. Shut up. I'm serious. I'm, I'm Anybody like, really want to Google that and uh, get back to us? Yeah. Because <laughs> we actually got listeners that actually will, will have no problem correcting us. Thank you yeah. very much, sir. <laughs> so please, if you want to correct Ralph, please, we would love it. Please hit us up on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And no amount of foul language will be, uh, you know, disallowed if you want to really just get into it. The more the <laughs> merrier. <matter. laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add before we go into ratings? Bang. Bang what? Bang. 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 What the fuck that? At the end? Oh, it's what Deadshot says. Oh, oh. my God! <laughs> See, who didn't watch the movie now? Oh, who watched it? Who cares? <laughs> it's like you wrote the movie. It was like, well, what does he mean? Does he mean bang your dead? Does he mean bang for rating? What the fuck does he well, mean? What was he doing? He was aiming. Ralph wrote the movie. That's what it is. Ralph, Ralph couldn't connect the dots, just like this movie. <laughs> no, but I, I did like this movie a lot. Um, it was better than it was better than War. It was better than um, some of the other stuff. It, it, I haven't had this much fun with an with an animated movie since Crisis on it was Infinite Earths the the one where the Justice League the one where they where they um, mm-hmm. Earth, Earth three the, the the animated movie where they're doing uh, where they're fighting oh, against with the Syndicate yes with the Crime Syndicate oh I'm like what the hell are you talking about there Crisis Isn't that on d- Inf- two Earths Doom? not Crisis of Two Earths Crisis, Crisis of Two Earths oh. yeah. yeah so I haven't had this much fun with it since then so wow that's it, been like. A while. Kev, you know what he's saying? He's saying he prefers the movie without Batman. No, 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 but he's what I liked about it because... Watch out, Kev. It it let... No, it let... let, (laughs) You know, it makes Batman stronger because it let his his other characters breathe. I like the way they had... Even when they broke him out, you saw, you know, Two-Face had a cameo, Penguin had a cameo, um, whack-ass Bane, original Bane, not fucking... Yes, Batman. Oh, by the <laughs> way, that was the other thing of why I didn't understand exactly why they needed to um, such an elaborate team to break into Arkham. You reminded me, I'm like, because evidently Arkham thinks, you know what? These are super powered criminals and awfully insane. I should leave them not only with their costumes, but their means of powering themselves up. They unlocked the gate and Bane's venom immediately flowed into the tubes that they left in his cell on his body. Wait, I'm like, wait, who designed that? Though? Yes, he was chained down wearing yeah. his suit, and the venom, the moment that the door opened, the venom pumped into his body. 
I'm like, so you thought that holding the prisoner with his suit that contains the thing that makes him super powered was wise? That's like locking up somebody for armed robbery and giving them a gun in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can't use it, it unless the cell opens. They'll never reach out. No, they're like, oh, wait, I think we're going to lock yours. in Superman in a room, but we're going to have uh, sun the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Where are you going to lock him up? In the kryptonite room? No, the sun room. It's got a nicer view. <laughs> you know, he looks kind of pale. I think he needs a tan. When the, when the scarecrow jumped out, he was in full uniform. I, I was just, I just started cracking it, it, up and I'm it was, like, really? It, it was really convenient. Oh, and Poison Ivy, she was already in the hot house. I'm like, you locked her in the hot house? <laughs> what the fuck is up with you? This is why Arkham sucks. <laughs> That's why I'm like, you need people to break. Anyone could break in that place. And now that you point that out to me, that was where they kind of went away from the video game. Because in the video game, you see like um, Bane was chained down, but he didn't have the means to, right. you know, they, they were um, they were trying to get the, that venom out right. of him. Oh, okay, right, that, right. That new one. So it was like he was held down for experiment purposes. Yeah. You know, and then Poison Ivy was somewhere with, uh, what was it, that red light where she was just, like, weak all the time. Was she uh, Superman? Oh, well, evidently. (laughs) They share the same chlorophyll. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they made things a little bit too convenient. It was just funny. I mean, I didn't, I mean, the the, the scenes were fine. I just laughed because I was like, this is such a typical comic book thing. Yeah. You know, where, like, the villains are still in their full costumes with their powers and abilities. I'm like, then why did you lock them up? (laughs) Um, Even when the Joker escaped I was like that's a little too convenient he goes into the panel on the wall and that panel happens to be the controls for the for the for, for yep, his that gate. one panel and also it's the it's the thinnest metal shielding yeah, ever because yeah. he's like let me just pry that back with a little resistance ah although <laughs> Arkham Asylum trivia there is one of those uh, there, there's a boss battle there and then there's you go in one of these cells that he was in and you retrieve a Riddler trophy. Oh, okay. He could have been in the one where you could go in. Ah, there we go. There we go. You know, faulty uh, carpentry work there. (laughs) Carpentry work. Metal work. Uh, We're going to chalk that that up to the uh, Arkham maintenance staff. (laughs) (laughs) They hired a bunch of Dominicans. Wow. (laughs) No, it would have been a boat. We would have got away, Bozo. (laughs) It smells like Brugal in here. What was that, Batman? Nothing. (laughs) All right. Ratings. How do we rate Batman Assault on Arkham? Mike, I give it a five. You're still my pudding out of ten. Wow. Like I said, I enjoyed it enough for all those that cannot seem to hear me when I speak. So, and you gave it a five out of ten? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like that's right down. Well, it's right down the middle. <laughs> we couldn't hear you throughout the uh, 45 minutes of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that doubts me on that criticism, hit me up on Facebook. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're just goading them. You're just goading the listeners. I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a little more generous with my rating. I'm just going to give it a... 5.5? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. First off, I'm not doing 10. I'm doing out of 5. And 11. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a 4 Batmans that should have been in the movie more out of 5. Oh. I think I think it was... 80%. It, it was very enjoyable. You, you know, you, you said... 90. Th- It'd be 80. 9 out of 10. Yeah, he said four out of five is nine. Out. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I am wrong. He is right. Oh. <laughs> the oh, we have a first. Oh. That's not a first. <laughs> and also, man enough to admit it right away. <laughs> MFG, the motherfucking guy. <laughs> He's been waiting to fucking say that. Trending worldwide. Damn right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to me. <laughs> me, 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 me. Four out of five. I think it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Ralph? Uh, I want to give it a 7.5 
Bang. You're dead. Out of ten. Wow, a little bit lower than mine. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, all right. But who's hating more now? Right? <laughs> Not as much as you, though. You're still in the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still honest. I'll, I'll wait for a year when everybody then goes, oh, Mike was right. That wasn't that great of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kev? <sighs> out of what? Wrong show. This isn't the Ron Jeremy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a 3.5 utility belts out of five. That's because Ooh. Batman wasn't in it as much. <laughs> no, because, I mean, look, I, I granted, I agree with some of the, you know, m- missed opportunities to explain things, as Mike would say. <laughs> but, you know, being that they make it, you know, for adults anyway, I usually just connect the dots with the references that I know. Right. Now, I know for movie critique purposes, you know, get our Ebert and Roper on, per se, you know, we need explanation. But I think because it's made for us, we kind of, like, naturally just should fill in the gaps. Oh, and I agree. I mean, I do agree. I, I definitely look at it both ways, just that when I critique, I critique it from a movie point of view. So what are you giving it? 3.5 utility belts out of 5. Ooh. All right. There you have it. Batman, Assault on Arkham. Not much Batman, but a lot of villainry, and that wasn't too bad. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after... Fuck it, we'll be back. This is Black Doom, and I command all peasants to take delight in the three fools known as the Skipper, Mike of the Treasury, Ralph of Practical Science. Hmm? What? No one corrects Black Doom. I give you permission to address these lesser men on Facebook at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, or on Twitter at Meanwhile 22. I will even allow you to view their website at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And to show my benevolence, I decree you shall listen to their podcast on iTunes for free. And now you fools have my permission to continue. Oh, well, look at that. No no transition, which you're probably going to put in post to make me look like an asshole. <laughs> As I open my mouth and I'm like, no transition. He's going to fucking... The time he doesn't remember, he's going to remember. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of Meanwhile 22 Pages Later. We're back We're back with um, MFG, RT Square, and Big Kev. But before we get on to our second half, I wanted to take some time out to curse out HBO. So, Ralph, can you start the timer? Okay, HBO, you had True Blood as your series, and the last season sucked ass. You you guys had t- tried to tie everything up in a nice little bow, and you fucked the entire series. Spoilers, Bill dies. And what you do is, the way you have um, Suki trying to figure out that she want to kill Bill or not, and then for her to ultimately kill Bill and get pregnant by somebody else two years later, and that's the resolution of the whole um, series, is god-awful. Fuck you. Fuck you very much, HBO. The rest of your series are pretty bad. And this is not only the, the, the one of the worst um, finales I've seen this year, probably one of the finales I've seen, one of the worst finales I've seen ever. And that's including How I Met Your Mother. That was a pretty bad one. There you go. I'm done. Well, you still got a little more time, man. Okay, so what can I do in 15 seconds? I want to know how you knew their mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this is, it, was a really, it was really tied up too quickly. It was a bad ending. Fuck you. Fuck you, HBO. Fuck you. Fuck that show. 
We love everything else. <laughs> <laughs> the views expressed by Crazy Cap and his friend Kev <laughs> may or may not reflect ours, but it sounded pretty bad. All, all I'll say is, I mean, anytime that you choose the show Girls over Newsroom, oh, fuck you. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you. HBO made some real, I mean, some of their moves are like pretty, eh. I mean, the Sopranos ending pissed me off. A couple of the other way, um, the way Entourage ended pissed me off. Uh, once again, they fucked up again, and I'm just very, very angry. But I'll, I'll get off of that now. <laughs> so HBO, fuck you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that's my voice. That's crazy. All right, so on to the second half of the show. We, I know we've waited a little bit while to review this, but we just decided to make sure that everybody else saw it. I didn't see it, so I'm going to back out of this conversation. Thank God. Shit it. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about... 24, the last season that just came out. Was it To Live Another Day or Die Another Day? Was it live Another, another day. day. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is why one of the reasons why we have Big Kev here, but everybody's all caught up, so we're going to be talking about this. So with the synopsis of... Um, what were you going to say, Kev? Don't give me this whole snide, oh, I haven't seen this Doctor Who shit. That no, you no, 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 it's not like Doctor Who. Doctor Who was like... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love, I love the response. <laughs> and ask them because then the argument, the same argument that we always have all the time. You got to watch Doctor Who. We had a bet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, did you watch Robotech? No, the same way you didn't get to watch Doctor Who. When you, it's the same fucking argument. <laughs> so that's why they laughed and didn't say shit. Because that's where we always go. I'm watching Robotech. Whatever. I'm watching the cases on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dusting off the case of Robotech occasionally. I'm going to take those shits back. <laughs> and with the synopsis of something he actually watched, and let's see how bad he critiques this, is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'll critique it as badly as I want to, mofos. <laughs> Alrighty. It seems like an eternity, but Fox's 2001 hit TV show finally made a return. Jack Bauer television's low-talking, perfect aiming, gut-stabbing, kneecap shooting, doesn't know how to set his phone to vibrating, dysfunctional, anti-terrorist son of a bitch is back and even more gravelly voiced than ever. Everyone that did not die a horrible death, serve a life jail sentence, or get excommunicated to an active volcano is also back. All right, for synopsis, 24, Live Another Day storyline takes place four years after season eight, which it so happens actually ended four years ago. Uh, tired of scaring American citizens and blowing up their landmarks, this time the action takes place in the Big Smoke, a.k.a. London, England. Bauer is a fugitive wanted by the American and Russian governments, but an armed drone threat to innocent limeys and the visiting president of the United States makes Bauer put down his spotted dick and jump into Spring-Heeled action once again. Get it? Spring-Heeled Jack? Anyhow. <laughs> With more twists and turns than a pole-dancing stripper on steroids, more gunfire than you'll find at a quinceanera in the Bronx, and more bad hair and thick black eyeliner than a cocaine-fueled Ramones concert, you might think you know 24, but you don't know Jack. <laughs> 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 All righty, gentlemen. 24, live another day. What do we have to say about that? Awesome sauce. Oh, it was such a fucking great run. <laughs> oh, incredible. Man. It was absolutely great. I loved incredible. it. It, 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 just, every, it was just like, this is what I needed on TV for a few more weeks. <laughs> every episode ended, and it just left me wanting more. Even when, it, when the series finale went on, yeah. it left me wanting more. It's like, is there going to be a season 10? There better be a season 10. Wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't they going to divide this season and next into 24 episodes for two seasons? That's no, what this one was they, they had said that they weren't going to do a full 24 that it was just yeah. going to be 12 hours and yeah. then skip ahead like 12 and then skip which is what they did but yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and there's no word one way or the other whether it's coming back for another, but, you know, they left it open with, you know, possibilities well, and stuff. They left you to wonder what's going to happen within that 12-hour gap that happens between when, when Jack leaves uh, the docks mm-hmm. and goes to, like, the field. Right. So there was that whole 12-hour gap. So it makes yeah, you wonder. I don't know. I mean, I think that's, I, I don't think that's going to be about the, the, would be the next one. I think it's just going to be what happens to him now. Because I think the next one, I, I think we're supposed to imagine that what happened in those 12 hours was just, you know, paperwork, people got sleep, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, <laughs> paperwork, oh, you know, because think about like people that had to go to jail, well, then they had to be prosecuted really quickly, or at least paperwork had to go through. I think that's what we assume happened in the 20, process of, that, of, of the uh, consequences right, of yeah. the 12 hours prior, because we never see what happens after the 24 hours, you know, which I, as much as again, I've loved the show. I loved all eight seasons of the original show and everything like that. It is just funny. I'm like, so no one sleeps during the like, like every that you're telling me the president really is going to be up for 24 hours during some of these threats. No, no. <laughs> think about it though. I mean, sure. these have been some very, very. Oh yeah. You know, life altering crises. Oh yeah. Then they have been. I mean, like I said, it's been great, but I do find it funny that, that everyone stays awake. Well, so well, the, the minutes that they're not in, they're taking power naps. <laughs> See. <laughs> That's why you, you don't see them sleeping because when they cut to them, they've already waken up from their power. Now. Right. No, that's true. Yeah, that's a good possibility. Yeah. Well, you know, it is in real time, supposedly. So, yeah. you know. So now we have two main story arcs in this one. We have uh, about Margot Aharazi. She gains control of six U.S. Uh, drones and uses them to attack London. Lady Stark. Yeah, yes. she was really good. Um, and then we have also the Changzi attacks his former country of China with a hijacked American weapons, bringing the two countries to the brink of war. So that's our two main points. Real quick. Yeah, that dude is a good actor because I've hated him since season six. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you mother. Yeah, well, oh, the moment you saw him, first of all, I was like, wow, they reached back. And then I was just like, you son of a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, Mr. Bawa, shut the fuck up. But, but the person that has an equally intense reaction to me, but not the same one, is the moment, the moment in season one. And there's Audrey. Oh, God. Isn't she dead yet? I'm just I'm like, it is the saddest pseudo love story ever. I'm like, all right, just someone put a gun to her head at some point. You know? It's Shakespearean tragedy. What oh, they've it's been a through. tragedy. All right. Like Jack kills her first husband, her, her first husband. And now her second husband is going to jail because of Jack. Hey, you can't mess with Jack's side piece. Yeah. <laughs> But that was that was that I did like I said I really just enjoyed the way it went down. But how, now, I'm how, sorry. How about when uh, when Jack sees Chang? Mm-hmm. I, I I got a, like a Star a Star Wars uh, Star Trek flashback moment of him screaming out Chang. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like it all went well. But like so so no, just kicking off from the beginning though. Like uh, when we finally get to see Chloe. What the hell happened to her face in four years? Well, you know, <laughs> you, you lose a kid and a husband, you know. She looks She bad. will go down. <laughs> she looked bad. I'm, I'm like, I, to me, I almost feel like they put her in bad hair color, makeup, and haircut because she looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that whole rebellious grunge underground movement yeah. thing that they gave her. But, oof, I was just like, wow, is that a man? <laughs> But I still love her. I mean, her, but her character, though, I, I mean, granted, we do know it has been four years and people change stuff like that. But as far as um, for my... Uh, what is it for you know for for memory's sake for the, the melancholy of it, i really missed like overly offensive chloe oh yeah like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, she did yeah, it every yeah. now and then but she just wasn't offensive enough and i'm like well chloe would have really insulted you right then and there normally no but it, it's good because it shows you know her pain yeah it shows her, her and, I, and i appreciated that but it was just you know the part of me that really loved the series i'm like oh i want really offensive chloe that doesn't know when to shut up <laughs> you know and and the uh side to side eye roll <laughs> You know what this series actually taught me? That no one has learned from their past mistakes. 
the the golden rule is Jack is always right. Always. Always right. And they still don't fucking listen to him. Well, that's what surprised me with the president and stuff like that initially. With Actually, Heller. Yeah, but with Heller, because I'm like, he, Heller, I, I mean, I don't remember because I don't remember the seasons that clearly, but he did stuff like... Heller knows that Jack is not a wanted man for mm-hmm. real. Like he knows that Jack is being wanted because of the shit he did for him. Yeah. So I'm like, so of all people, of all the, even if he, in the room Heller got, gave like the eye roll, like whatever, but he should have been like, put him on the phone. I will talk to him in private. Or you know, work you the know. back channels of that. Right. I was just really surprised when Heller was like, yeah, Jack, I don't know. And you're like, what do you mean you don't know? He's only on the run because of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like so I did find that a little bit weird. That the guy seemed a little bit ungrateful. Ungrateful to say the least, but you know, it's it's it, it felt like he wanted to like create political distance. It's like, right. dude, like there's there's bombs in the air, and you know, like <laughs> you know, let's resolve this shit. Come, you know, help out this crisis, and then you go on about your merry way. That exactly. would have been my approach if I was. Well, having. you know, the whole thing too is because he he was. Um, suffering from the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. Right. So maybe he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was oh, probably, you saved my life, Jack. Oh, damn. I forgot. I must <laughs> yeah. forgot. That shit was crazy, though, when uh, the part in the stadium mm-hmm. where uh, at the end of the episode, you think, holy shit. They got me. Dead. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm myself. Yeah, they I'm, had me. I was, because I'm like, because I kept saying, like, if he didn't die, no matter what answer you're going to give me, I'm not really going to like it. And I didn't like it. It was okay. I mean, that was, that was pretty creative, though. It was creative. Chloe. Chloe Hacked in in time, right? Looped the video and he got him out of the way. It was creative. I just still, I would have liked to had just he had died. I thought it would have been a really. I mean, it still would have been because I was already having a problem. Like, no president would do that. Not even not because they just didn't want to risk their own lives. It just would mean that, like, first of all, every president after him would have to be like, do I have to put myself in danger now to prove that I'm a good president? And like, you know, and you can't give in the terrorists. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, you absolutely can't. Uh, I don't know. It felt like, you know what, we're going to move Heller on to greener pastures, that right. kind of thing. But then I'm like, no, man, like there has to be something. So the fact, like, you know, Ralph said that they came back very creatively. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm in. I'm in. Right. I buy. Yeah. Like I, said, I didn't like it, but I mean, I moved right along with it. It wasn't like that ruined the whole thing. It was just like, I didn't like it, but oh, well, let's just move on, you know. And that's how it was with something like that, you know, because it's still added the fun but what was his i mean i know he was definitely going to be losing it more and he was losing it more by the end wasn't he yeah no by the end i mean that was a tragedy of it is that he he's all alone he outlived his uh offspring and then forgets it's like (laughs) it's the ultimate control yeah that's right that's what he said to him he goes yeah pretty soon i won't remember any of this and it was just like yeah yeah that's heavy yeah well well, that you know just to take a quick aside i mean that flips me of all the things that happen that aren't like you just dying like and just flat out dying like Alzheimer's freaks me the hell out. Just not so much that you forget, but it's that you know you've forgotten. Yeah. That just freaks me out. When uh when Audrey dies. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> God. How <laughs> you really? That's what you oh, really? I, I just so tired of all, like in other words because I because then when she died, I was just like, good. Whenever we, if they come back with a t- uh, tenth hour or tenth day, there ain't no more Audrey. I mean, he can mourn her. But at least we'll now get another interest. Maybe not in that episode, but like future ones. It's just their their thing. I just felt that their their you know what do they call it? Their ill fated romance. It had gone on three seasons too long for me to begin with. You know, it just it was just tired. I found you know. No, I mean I dug it. You know, with the whole seasons six and seven, you know, twist to it. Like I, I really appreciated that. Uh, I won't. I won't lie though. This season, she did get a little annoying because it's like 
uh, even her husband was like teetering the line of like, you know, we don't want to set her off and have her go into mental shock yeah, again. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Is she fine or is she not? Like, <laughs> Walking on eggshells. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, if you really have someone who's mentally unstable at, at a point where something could just shock her like that. Why do you have her working for the White House? Seriously, George yeah. Bush. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say George W. Bush? Um, <laughs> yeah, like you would not have this crazed person. I don't care if that's family member or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that also was disturbing too. I'm like, do you have family members working like that close to the president? Well, um, she has that happened. She has credentials. So, right. like, she has <laughs> <laughs> they're half black. They're half Dominican. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> also Mexican. own uh, three taquerias, two go. caridad restaurants, and. Um, <laughs> Six chimichurri trucks. <laughs> oh, that was theirs. Okay. Expansion, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what did we think of Margot Aharazi? Was she not fucking badass? Bad what? the fuck ass. <laughs> A woman that can freaking cut, have the, the her own daughter's finger cut off. That. To make a point. Oh, I was and just to get like, the, the boyfriend to do something. To be fucking kidding me. I, but of course, the moment that she cut off her finger, did you not all go, she's going to turn on you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, were yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's not to be unexpected. <laughs> you, know? you let your you, you force your daughter to whore herself out, yeah, with her husband knowing it. Yeah. Oh a, yeah. That was the like, ultimate pimp hand. Yeah, it's like she's trying to console him from his disgust. Right. Like, <laughs> but then was, I also there love were many things I did for my husband <laughs> in the cause. I'm like. Shit! <laughs> how much? How much is the hourly rate? <laughs> right, right there, you get like a flashback of, of a '70s porno, and you see her with like an afro or something. She's like, boom, boom, she's like, boom, I did many boom. things for my husband. I still can't look a camel in the eye. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, laugh track from the cat. <laughs> the cat minding his business. Next, oh, meanwhile, twenty-two. <laughs> But um, but no, I just thought, but then I mean between pimping her out, cutting off her finger, and then she's just like, yeah, she'll probably talk. Let's just bomb the hospital she's in. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, that what the hell? Was badass. No, but to me, like, and her it, son was just like, you love me though, don't you, mom? You know I love you, don't you? I'll pilot the fuck out of this drone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my my moment of like that, I bought into her character wholeheartedly was when. I think one of the henchmen had the gun. And he's like, no. And she's like, no, I'll do it. And yeah. she shoots the husband. I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. that was an empowering moment there. And I, I, I was like, wow. Like, she, she's got my respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, I thought, I, I just thought she was great. The, uh, the, I think the only, and I apologize for not having looked her name up uh, beforehand. And I don't know her character's name. But the only other character, the, the woman I liked most was um, the Indian woman, maybe season six. It was the oh, son with her and the son. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I like her. Okay, the, yeah. the one of... Beruz what, what was, was the son's name. Oh, okay, right, That right, was uh, right. this kid uh, from... Um, What's he in now? He was in... Um, wasn't he the one in... Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know him enough to know what else he's in. I've seen him in things. I just don't want to oh, guess okay. wrong. But now, for, um, and all the comic book nerds out there, she played Dr. Rao in the third oh, X-Men movie. He's yes, yeah. in yeah. that season of How I Met Your Mother. He's a therapist. Oh, I, I, okay, I haven't watched that one. Okay. Uh, I never watched Halloween Met the Mother. Sorry, but um, but yes, and I so I like I like her. I just like her in general as an actress. I love her voice. She's just got that really like smoky, sultry voice. So I always love hearing her talk. You know, it's like I've smoked plenty cigars, darling. <laughs> and oddly enough, uh, totally not nerdish, but um, it's really weird because I think it, and I think it was maybe only one year, maybe at the most two years before there was a movie with Ben Kingsley called uh, and John, uh, Jennifer Connelly was also in it 
called The House of Sand and Fog. It's a great movie. You'll be depressed watching it, so take it from there. But it's a great movie. But the wife, his wife in that movie is that woman, Ben Kingsley's wife. And the son is the same son. So it's really funny that they got cast to be mother and son again, I think only one or two years at the most later after that movie in 24. That explains it. Yeah, that was really cool. But um, but I liked her a lot because she went from like motherly to, oh, wow, you're mean. (laughs) You know. And but that, she still had nothing on Margot Al-Harazi, though. Oh, no, but my thing was that with Al-Harazi, she was, she was a woman equipped with the tragedy right. and the skills to execute or to attempt to execute the plan. Right. I like you know, her character because how you're a detailist of explanation. You know, they showed why or mm-hmm. they, they mentioned why they, you know, they gave her a lot of depth so right. you could appreciate yeah, her more. So when she died, I was... Oh. Half excited, half sad. And she didn't die of a heart attack, if anyone's wondering. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, My favorite death of the that season. That was, I, she I might be around that five times, and I was just like hooting and hollering each time, you know. I, I mean, if you really think about it, the ground did attack her heart. Well, it did. Right. It reached up as she was falling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they met halfway, but, so, you know. Uh, they met halfway, but the ground didn't give in. The, yeah. uh, the other woman's name was uh, Soraya Agadashno. Okay, sounds about it. Sounds about good and and, and butchered. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah, her. Yeah, that's her. Um, yeah, it's like Shorey Agdoshlu. Uh-huh. I, yeah, something like that. Agdoshlu. So anyone that knows how to pronounce it, my apologies for anyone that I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's a wonderful actress. I really love her and I love her voice. But uh, but yeah, the woman in this one, she was just hard edged, and I thought she got a good death. You know, and I loved it. I, I just. Jack was a man. He was the man. Jack was the man every time he turned around. It was just like, just give me that damn gun. I'll just, I'll do the shooting. No, and <laughs> the know? thing is that now because. The same way her son did. Yeah. That was, that was a killer death too with the way Jack pulls him through the window. Oh. Like, <laughs> I cracked that when he pulled him through the window. That was a real Mortal Kombat moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, come over here. <laughs> I got a message for you. But what was that? I mean, From I the ground. <laughs> <laughs> But I just like that when, you know, what, how does she put it there? Something like, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll remember these, the, the deaths that I've caused. You'll remember, you'll, you'll remember them, you know, in your sleep or something like that. And it, I mean, again, I'm misquoting completely, but he was just like, the only death I'm going to remember is yours. yours. I was just like, holy shit. He just shoves. And I'm like, dark Jack. Wow. <laughs> Jack Bauer is the man. Because there's still that, again, I don't remember what season it's from. It could be like five or six or even seven, whatever. One of my favorite Jack Bauer moments, and again, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the scene because I don't remember that clearly, was um, he goes visit, and I don't know if the guy was like just a Washington aide or like a, he wasn't like a senator, but he was just somebody that was up enough in the political stuff. He wasn't vice president or whatever, but he was high enough that he would know stuff that's going on in the White House, and that's why Jack needed to see him. And he was friends of the, the wife and the husband. The husband, though Jack suspected of whatever was going on. Oh and no, that it, was a uh, uh, this guy, RoboCop, what? season six. Was it? Yeah, Wait, RoboCop, Martin Henderson. Yeah, no, season five. Season, oh, was five. season five. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to visit, and the wife's like, "Oh, Jack, great to see you." And he's like, "Hey, yeah, your husband." But well, wasn't even that was right away because she's like, "Oh, you want lemonade or tea or something?" Yeah, he brings it. I all apologize, up. not Martin Henderson. The ca- character Peter Weller's character's name was Christopher Henderson. Oh, that okay, season. yeah. And, you know, and she's just like chit chat, chit chat, chit chat, in her nice outfit and their nice home and. And, you know, the guy comes in and he's like, da, 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 you better talk. I'm not talking. Da, 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 you better talk. Not talking. You can't make me talk. It just shoots her right in the leg. <laughs> and you're just like, she was innocent. Yep. <laughs> we ain't got like time she, for that. I just loved when he shot her in the leg. I was like, wow. 
<laughs> you know, he's like, oh, I know I won't make you talk. Bang! Now your wife's been shot. I'll do it. I'll shoot her in the other leg. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, but then Henderson's like, I ain't talking. Go ahead, shoot. I'll get another one. <laughs> Crazy. But really, the, one of the best Jack Bauer moments is Dark Jack. Uh-huh. When he cuts Chang's head off. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was good. It was over the top, yes, but it was good. You know why it wasn't? This plague of an individual has been sprinkled all throughout the later seasons of right. 24. It was a great culmination because I, I would have brought, like, Morimir down on him. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It was the closest thing to what I would have done. Yeah. I mean, like I said, again, I, I love it. I just I felt it was over the top, but I was like, I don't even care. I, I still loved it, you know. I, I was waiting for Jack to just to hold up his head like William Wallace and, like, just <laughs> shout. I, I actually was. But at the same time, I'm just like, but what if the Chinese government was just like, well, we're still not buying it. It'd be like, uh. <laughs> well, now he's dead. I forget. At that point, does he know that Audrey's dead? No. He doesn't know that, right? No, he doesn't know until yeah, it's yeah. all over. Yeah. 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 He doesn't know until. Oh, wait a minute. Did he know? He might. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think the girl did call him. Oh, okay. I think she did. Oh, that's what set him off. Right. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 because remember, yeah, right, he, right. Yeah, cause he, went for, he went for Chang with like, a, if I die, I die, motherfuckers kind of an attitude. Like, he wasn't like trying to be safe and sneaking in. He was just like. He was going to go out in a blaze of glory, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, he just said, fuck this. Yeah. Boots <laughs> to asses is what I'm going to do. You know what's crazy, though, is like he, he did that whole. He, he did full Jack Bauer there where it's like we don't even see him killing the rest of the crew we're in the scene with Chang in the room and all you hear is the man dying and bullets flying and you're like he's like okay okay they got him they got him now and then Jack jumps into the room and he's like nope you're fucking dead man that shit is crazy it's like he's, he's done that in a few other seasons too the, the one with um, season yeah season 8 yeah it was season 8 when, he's, when he kills the Russian diplomats Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. Which is why the Russians want him so badly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he goes and he's like, they you think, hold a grudge, man. You're thinking he's like, oh, it's only one guy. Fuck, is one guy. It's Jack Bauer, oh, man. Yeah. That's more than one guy. That, that, that's equivalent of a team. <laughs> <laughs> it's one man. We got him surrounded. Who is it? Jack Bauer. Run for your lives. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Bauer, fuck this shit, man. You ain't paying me enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we got good health benefits, but fuck that. <laughs> they're gonna do me. They're gonna do my wife any good. Yeah, no. yeah no, that. Like I said, I thought the season was excellent. Um, so let me see some of the some of the more other subplots we had. Of course, Jack Bauer. He disapproved of uh, Chloe's group. What do we think about what Chloe was up to? I, I, it was very nondescript what she was up to. I mean, well, you knew that they, they were they were just like hackers, stealing, yeah, stealing yeah. information and disseminating it to the public, like right. classified information. But it was very nondescript, like to what end exactly? It was it was kind of like you like, know, well, like you, the Snowden thing. They were trying yeah, to be like that, but it was yeah. very nondescript though. So it was kind of vague and. But you then know. the like her boyfriend boss or whatever. Right. When when it turns out that he was the one behind the CIA agent's husband's frame up, right? Because the the head of the CIA office is also dirty, right? Holy shit, I'm like, what the hell? So many twists. I'm like, Shyamalan, you here somewhere? <laughs> like, holy shit. And what did we think about um, Mark Boudreaux's whole, like, forging Heller's signature and that being a, a subplot? That, that was I mean, I thought it was cool, but then, like, like, for instance, like, every time that they would show, like, previously on 24, and you would see him signing that, and you're like, you guys haven't addressed this at all like it was fine it was like you know because it's only 12 episodes and you're oh, like then i like finally it was like oh that's like where it went you know? You know? yeah oh yeah yeah well i mean it was just like the russians immediately blackmailed him i'm like wow yeah. <laughs> oh no you but. didn't see that coming <laughs> <laughs> and know, then the thing it. is this is like they're russians 
<laughs> no, but I'm no, I'm saying I'm saying now I'm saying about yeah, I'm saying about to Mark Boudreau. I'm like we must apologize. <laughs> I'm saying about Mark Boudreau, like when he seems shocked that like you're shocked that they're blackmailing you. I mean, where did you think this was going to go? <laughs> no, because I mean, he he should have been smarter. You're absolutely yeah. right. But you saw the, you know, just the contempt he had when he heard the name. Oh Bob, yeah, who's in power? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And it's like. He was even trying to collude with his aide. Like, yeah. oh, we're, we're not going to let Hella here. Like, he was trying to, like, sweep it under the rug oh, and yeah. make sure Bauer never came back to even be an afterthought. Oh, the, the, way, uh, the way Boudreaux, when he, hears Bauer, when he heard Bauer's name, it was just like, Bauer, his dick's bigger than mine. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was that exact reaction he had. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably like, every time I fuck Audrey, I know she's probably thinking in the back of her mind, you know Jack. <laughs> Two more inches, maybe you'd be a competition, but now you're still not there. <laughs> you know, but that's what it was like. Cause it wasn't even just like a, uh, it wasn't like pure hatred or fear. It was just like his dick's bigger than mine. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they should, you know, the, like in, in that universe, the White House should just have like a, a, an orientation about Jack Bauer, and then whenever there's a situation and you hear like Jack Bauer's involved, they should just be like, all right. He's in charge. Yeah, I was about to say, you're in charge. You're in charge. <laughs> Just let him do whatever he wants. Listen, he got card Blanc to do whatever he wants. All right? There you go. If he says, suck his dick, you will get down on your knees and you will suck his dick. Because no it is knee important. pads required. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did we think about, um, like, the whole Kate Morgan one? Like, the, like kind of cleaning up that story and, you know, do they feel it was a little I bit loved, pushed? Or? I love the whole Kate Morgan thing because mm-hmm. it gave him... Uh, Ever since season six or seven, was it, where he had the redhead one? But she was like, you know, a little unbalanced. Like, you know, Kate was like female Jack Bowers. Like, oh, okay, we we must execute by any means. I don't mean her as the the fighting on the side. I meant like, but her whole story about her husband that had been set up. Like, the fact that they cleaned it all up. Did did we think that was felt a little pushed, or were we good with that? No, no, no. And the fact that it was like her boss that did it. Like, I mean, did we feel that that was a little contrived, or because of the puppeteer that um, Chloe's boyfriend wound up being? It fit. It, okay. it, there is. There aren't any. You know, too many gaps in that story. Okay. There's. You know, it, it's. It goes nice and sequentially. Okay. When I was watching it, I thought she was gonna have a happy ending because you don't find out that her husband killed yeah, himself. He did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't find out that he killed himself until like closer towards the end episodes. Right. Right. So when when you find that when we find out that um it's her boss that framed her husband, in the back of my mind I'm thinking, oh cool, her husband's gonna get out of jail. Right. Then I find out, oh, no, her husband killed himself in jail. Right. Okay, I guess you don't get a happy ending. Right. But you could get a happy ending some other way, you know? <laughs> There's like a, a, you know, I'm pretty sure in London they have a few parlors somewhere, you know? <laughs> get Korean massage or some shit. With, a, with some tea afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, I had no problem with it. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, some of the stuff, it just really felt like they were like, let's just clean up most of 24. Like, like when they had Chang and the Russians working together. Now that, that I felt, was a little pushed together. Yeah. I was like... But I that was a it. strategy of convenience because if you remember, uh, what was it, season eight, the Russians were just trying to collude with anybody. Right. Yeah. So right. it made sense that they're like, oh, you like you dislike Bauer, I dislike Bauer, let's well, work together. But, but that wasn't their reason, though, because remember, they were all involved with this whole drone kind of, like, in other words, it was, it was, it was very contrived because Bauer happened to be in London because no one knew he was there. And the president happened to be in London. And the drones just happened to be coming to London, you know, like, and Chang happened to be in London, and the Russians happened to be in London. And it was like, you guys just all went on vacation at the same time. It was like, I can't believe I ran into you here. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that I just felt was a little, but again, didn't ruin anything for me. It just felt like 
they were trying to wrap up most of anything that was dangling from the previous 24th. And then going, like I said, if we do have a season 10, we start fresh. Except for the fact that he has the Russians have him, but it will start fresh. Well, remember yeah. that the Russians basically were, you know, they have an embassy there. Right. We have an embassy there. The, the, the coincidence of it was that Heller was delivering his uh, treaty pact there. Right. Uh, Chang was definitely like, where the fuck did you come from? Right. You know, like, I, I thought you would have been in, like, you know, some no tradition place. Right. Like, hey, chilling the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, when, when Chang heard that it was Bauer on the way, he's like, oh, shit, nah, nah. Wrap this shit up. We're on our way. Let's get out of here. Well, he, he knew. We he are knew. going to get Mr. Bauer. But <laughs> <laughs> was like, Audrey meeting that one, that one Asian woman. Thank you for your help. Take this back to your father. Bang! In the head. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected. I'm like, yeah, yeah oh, she's going to go meet a sore snipe. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, that, and then, <laughs> then Kate's like, okay, run now. And then once the, she gets cleared of, uh, she's cleared of the way, and they're trying to leave the park. Oh, my bad, Jack. There was a second shooter. I didn't think that they would have a second shooter. Because, right. you know, they have a whole team of people. It didn't cross my mind that he might have more people around the area. I didn't do my job and clear the area. Right. But, you know, I'm sorry, Jack. Dude, it's 24. The area is never clear. <laughs> and I have to admit, as much as I make fun of it all the time, Jack's phone wasn't ringing. Hey, well, I think someone's been listening to our podcast finally. Thank you out there. Up. They went to the, ear, <laughs> the comm link. Remember, that's how the Russians uh, intercepted uh, his signal originally right. with... Yeah. Uh, the, the encrypted phone that he gave him. The Boudreaux snitch. Ass. Yeah, Boudreaux snitched that one out. But I, but, I, but it was one. I did make note. I'm like, his phone hasn't been ringing in the middle of missions. Someone at Fox has been listening to me. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> just Wait. put the damn phone on vibrate. Yep. Quick sidebar. My favorite death in 24 history yeah. was the beginning of season two. Mm, how this one guy? I don't remember. He, you know, his wife had died. His daughter wasn't talking to him. They he killed Palmer. Is that the one you're talking about? No, season two. Season two. Oh, okay. Basically, um, they wanted to bring him in back for a mission because they said, we want Jack Bauer again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he had to go undercover with this guy who he had established a cover with, but he needed collateral. Right. So there was this one guy who was, like, working with them. So he's listening to the pitch at the CTU office. I mean, you know, he's like, you guys really want me to work? Yeah, fine. Bow oh, yeah. shoots the guy in the head. I remember that. And the, right. and the commissioner and the um the one the the director of CT was like Jack, what are you doing? He's like, dude, you got to help me cut this guy's head off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm watching this season. <laughs> that is funny. That is absolutely. I remember great. that. Oh, that man. is really great. All right. So, what do we all think then? Let's do the let's do the caps roll. What do we all think about? 24 live another day you gotta raise your voice a little bit more what do you think about 24 live another day there you go that's a lot right oh okay there we go (laughs) you gotta swallow helium to do his voice (laughs) i have to talk like Gigi has my balls in her purse (laughs) i get a rim shot (laughs) what was that a rim job (laughs) (laughs) bum 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 know what a rim job is if you don't look it up if you don't how old are you <laughs> <laughs> they're still disgusted from looking up the sloppy oddvark Ooh. shout out to aaron <laughs> <laughs> so mr mr bauer himself kev what did you say what would you rate this season this season i had you know minor you know little side complaints but overall the way the story progressed the way you know the pace of the action and the story, it went really quick due to the 12 hours thing. Right. But also, 
they didn't leave too many things out. The things right. I had a problem with was like, you know, Boudreaux being such a bitch, you know, right. things like that. But it made sense. Right. You know, everything made sense to the story. Um, one big complaint that a lot of friends of mine give me shit for was like, oh, he stopped the nuke by putting it in a safe. I'm like, dude, it's a safe. <laughs> it, would it not be called a safe if it were in, it, it would w- be called an unsafe yeah <laughs> you know you didn't have any exaggerations like that I mean right. the drone idea was a really good idea yeah. I really did, I really dug that right and you know the fact that it was in London and you had to go embassy hopping was kind of mm-hmm. cool you know I, I really I really dug the whole series you know the ending was very anti season 8 though which is what I right. like you know it's like it, it put things in its proper perspective. You know, mm-hmm. Audrey dies. Hella loses his memory. Jack turns himself in. It's like, you Boudreau know. Boudreau goes to jail for treason for probably life, I think. Boudreau meets think. Bubba. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is kind of like in its natural pecking order. Yet, there's they, they leave that door slightly open. Right. So, in all, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, what are we give it a rating? Oh, Come on. Shoot. Give me something. After, uh, I'll say four out of five. Damn it, Chloe's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that's her first name. <laughs> nice. Four out of five. Mr. Ralph, what do you give? Hmm. I really enjoyed this season, so let's see. I would have to give it. Six claws. <laughs> Fuck it. Was six that claws. A- was that Asian six claws? <laughs> You're like, six claws. <laughs> six claws, Mr. Bawa. <laughs> six claws to the face. Wow, this is a six claw to the face? For Chang, yeah. Good job. <laughs> six claw to the neck. Yeah. <laughs> was, good. Really, I really enjoyed this. I wow, so this is a perfect season for you. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah we'll wrapped hear it about up. that later. It wrapped it up, <laughs> but I, I, I expect there to be more. Very cool. Well, I really, really, really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a 23. Say it again or I'll break your other wrist. <laughs> Out of 24. Nice. Oh. There we go. So maybe we'll get the cap coming back. What's he doing? Is he just playing with his old cap thing? He's uh, <laughs> negotiating a treaty with Gigi to get his balls back. <laughs> Polishing his shield? <laughs> Y'all can kiss my ass because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. I thought you were going to say something, Kev. <laughs> I just spoke. <laughs> I'm like his puppet Is that what you're trying to say well, He's got his hand up your something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Alright He's the ventriloquist And you're the dummy <laughs> Oh Okay <laughs> Alright You know the segment I give quick questions They give quick answers On all things geek And we never make it under a minute But these guys don't fucking try anyway So oh, th- This is not going under a minute I can tell you that right Wait, now Wait we're supposed to try he, he gives us like 35 questions If we get them under a minute <laughs> Yeah and I gave them I gave them an extra day To check it out <laughs> Yeah, I thought the we point weren't was impressed. always to finish over a minute. Uh, <laughs> well, we, 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 my goal is to actually try to get it under a minute. I think the day we get Gigi un- says you do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Ooh. so at least success. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Are we ready, assholes and dummy in a can? <laughs> Are we ready? Yep. yep. All right, mofo's ready, set, go. Which looks more ridiculous, Iron Man's black and gold suit? Or Batman's short sleeves costume in Zero Year. Ralph. The short sleeves costume. He looks like a freaking Mad Max Thunderdome reject. Thunderdome? Wow, okay, wow. Who would have referenced that? Kev. <laughs> uh, the bronze medal at the 2034 Olympic Games, Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> MFG. Batman, because without the full-length opera gloves, he's just not intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In your opinion, does it make sense for Batman 
to be the JLA leader. Kev. No, but I do like the fact that he's like the head of the CIA where he's just secretly controlling shit. He's in Superman's ear like, yep, do this. <laughs> MFG? <laughs> Who else should do it? Superman? <laughs> that putz. Uh, sorry, Gabe and all the other people that like Superman. But, uh, but seriously, though, no. Batman hates them all. <laughs> well, think about it. In his spare time, all he does is plan on how to kill them. <laughs> Ralph? He wasn't in charge? Okay. Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> Up, oh, time is up, and I still got questions. <laughs> all right. Jack Bauer, James Bond, Ethan Hunt, and Solid Snake from Metal Gear are all in a battle to the death. Who comes out on top? Ralph. Me, because I'll be there with my tank. Damn. <laughs> Kev. Jack Bauer all day. Wow. Mike. All right, well, I had to think about this one. So Solid Snake, he has a costume that makes him look like Marvel Comics Silver Sable. So he's not even allowed in the battle. So wow. that took him out. Wow. Okay, Ethan Hunt was played by Tom Cruise, so you know he's on the bottom of that pile of men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, stop worrying. He'll Scientifically. Tag, he'll, he'll tag out and let John Travolta in there, too. Um, <laughs> so then I say, I say that Jack Bauer will shoot James Bond after Bond seduces him into bed, but the omega-level <laughs> syphilis he contracts from Bond will kill him in three, day, in three days, so it's really a draw. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Wow, this is a, that was the longest time to go question answer ever. <laughs> that answer wasn't under a minute. <laughs> Do you think real life celebrities should make appearances in comic books? Mike. No, most books are shitty enough already and don't need celebrities to help that. <laughs> Kev. I think celebrities who portray superheroes, kind of like Hercules, should be in Conan. Hercules oh. should be in a fire. I don't know what the hell Rock <laughs> was doing making that movie. Hey, he was better than the other Hercules. Yes. I didn't hear that. Hold on. Ralph? Um, only if they're hot. Female ladies in bikinis. But it'll be a drawing. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and last, and everybody's favorite, <laughs> what's been on everybody's mind, how long would Ralph the Tech actually last in the zombie apocalypse? Kev. He died two days later after starvation when the tank runs out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Himself, Ralph. Please, I will thrive. I'll have a whole robot army to kill zombies for me if they come any near me. I have a fleet of tanks. Yes, a fleet of tanks, <laughs> remote controlled. Oh, my God. And I have a whole you know, agricultural area where I could grow my own food and then have a, a start a colony of people who will worship me for the tank master that I am. Wow. What, where's the brothel? <laughs> It'll be around the corner near my house. <laughs> and Mike. All right. How long would Ralph actually last in the zombie apocalypse? Well, there, there's, there's only two possible scenarios of that. It's either the length of time it's going to take him to say, I'll get my tank. <laughs> <laughs> or it depends on how far away zombie boobs are from him. Because the closer <laughs> they are, the more he'll stand there staring at them and be killed. <laughs> Those are the only two scenarios that are going to happen. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. That's pretty good. Hey, that, hey I'm not a necrophiliac, right? <laughs> now, we didn't say you'd fuck the boobs. We said you'd look at them. We'd just be staring at them. <laughs> like, right. wow, they still look firm, though stiff. I, I wonder. <laughs> dead. <laughs> well, what I wanted to do was, um, before we leave, I felt like my representation of myself during that True Blood rant was really not um, re a good representation of who I am. And I feel like, you know, when you have Mike the Finance Guy here, 
you need Mike. And if you, anybody knows about Mike, the finance guy, anybody's been on the show, Mike is probably one of the most prepared guys that I know on the show. Just like we balance each other out, everybody has their role. Mike has pages and pages of shit, while Ralph doesn't even write goddamn anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I'm in between. So I said, I'm going to take a page out of Mike's book and have a written response. Here it is. <clears throat> Dear True Blood creators, I was deeply disappointed in the way you resolved your series. I felt that the love affair between Sookie and Bill was a little flat last season, and to end it the way you did pretty much punctuated that point by being so anticlimactic. For everyone who survived in the series to have their own personal happy ending made it feel scripted and clean. Even though Eric's new role and Hoyt's return seemed fitting, the rest of the characters this season were not treated with the same kind of care. So with that, I say I wish this was golf, so you could take a fucking mulligan on this season. Maybe hit the undo button and get a second chance and not suck so much ass. This series finale, this series finale blew like a $5 hooker on her last blowjob of her shift. Um, and like that blowjob, the finale was uninspiring and felt like it went through the motions. Not that I would know what a $5 blowjob was. <laughs> they have lots of teeth, too. From, from, from any perspective. <laughs> I would know what that shit's like. I don't know. So in closing, I would like to say I love the series. Except for the last few episodes, but those few episodes undid all the things you did right. So in words, my girlfriend, you can kick rocks until your feet get hot, motherfucker. <laughs> Sincerely, the cap. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, but, but I'd like to add, though, that at the end of my shift, I still like to think that I give the same quality blowjob <laughs> <laughs> that I did at the start of my shift. <laughs> oh, my God. With that, we should close. But before we close, I just wanted to give a shout out to my boy, Ron Bosch, a.k.a. Bosch Tista. He gave us a a couple of great shout outs on Twitter making sure that people listen to the show and actually retweeted it so Bosh good stuff hope you and Cheyenne get to your podcast for live wrestling soon Cheyenne the Jiggle Delray <laughs> <laughs> one of the best names in podcasting by the way <laughs> and Patrick if you're listening we gotta get you on let's talk what the hell yeah exactly that's if you made it to the end of this uh, this show actually <laughs> <laughs> now we'll know <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear the end oh yeah the end was great that's it. <laughs> it's a test. It's a test. Aaron, you're next. So, <laughs> so for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Squared, Ralph the Tech, and of course, Big Kev. Yeah. <laughs> this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And why the fuck are Comic-Con tickets so damn expensive? What the hell is that about? Because you're late. <laughs>